Welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. My name is Emily. Travis Vogt. Matt Lynch, hi. Oh, my last name is Soderback. Yeah. Get the whole thing sorry. in there. We got to be thorough here. We're like, sorry back. More like <laughs> more like Emily's sorry back. Oh, my God. Emily Always apologizing. Back. Typical woman. <laughs> you act, you, you, I you, wish you women apologized yourself. more. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would say something like that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, 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 it's definitely Stone so cold. Five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we all just walked here. We're all wearing both our pajamas. Ways. Wearing our pajamas. <laughs> we have we have one of those candles with a, st- a stub of candle and our robes on. Travis is wearing a, like a nightcap, like a stocking cap. It's a sleeping cap. Yeah, because it's so cold. What day is it? It's truly sir? so cold. It's though. it's, it's suspense is killing us day. Podcast recording day, sir. <laughs> Why it's Sunday? Oi, go get me the biggest goose you got. Why? I uh, I don't know. We'll be hungry after talking about whatever we're talking about today. Oh yeah. What are we talking Absolutely. about today? Well, we'll just we're just getting we're just getting right into yeah, it. We're just, oh, why? I mean, Matt, yeah. Matt was like Matt is insistent Matt, on Matt wrapping this thing up as soon as possible. To bang one out as yeah, fast as possible. I want to bang, this bang one it out. out. Yeah. yeah. Motherfucker said bang it out. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Which is I I can't deny a little sexy. Well, it's yeah. not a little sexy. sexy. Matt wants yeah. to bang this out. You guys, I would like to make slow love to this podcast. Ew. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! No. I would like don't. to just do hand stuff. Don't stop just this hand. podcast. Oh, I want a little podcast. over the clothes action over. first. Yeah. One of the um, keep, one keep of those on. anonymous questions was like, "What's the worst oh, suspense yeah. kills uh, impression?" And I, I thought said, they knew what the, the best one was. Well, they had both. Oh, okay. And then I said, "Walking was really tough," but I take it back. And the Woody, the Allen, Woody Allen one Allen's you guys so do is absolutely <laughs> it's it's not because it's a bad it's a bad impression of a bad person. It like makes my whole body like. Just recoil. <laughs> I hate it. Previn is a scary guy. And my and my hackman kept coming up, which is love not which ha- is not in the proper. I love your hackman. I don't do a hackman. I only do the one line, and it's from the Crimson Tide podcast. Yeah, I love which it. You should, I uh, recommend listening to. It's on the Patreon. You get on there. all four of us, uh, including Kevin, are on the oh, Crimson yeah. Tide version because it was Tony Vember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can hear my. Uh, uh, I don't think They're I'll be able to their do missiles. it. Feeling their missiles. They're feeling their missiles. Yeah, I don't know why it, it truly fills me with so much joy. I just love it. <laughs> joy and dread. <laughs> joy and dread. Absolutely. <laughs> I have an I have an opportunity to try try my hand at my Hackman uh, impression again uh, today. This particular episode. Oh yeah. And you're, and you're gonna, uh, again, it's not. It's just a raspy voice thing. It just happens to sort of work on that one. It just. It We're gonna works. get a lot of Matt McSee too. Yeah. Oh boy, Matt and I, I'm people sure, do very terrible Matt Mine's McConaughey. Terrible. Mine's the, absolutely the shit. The results are in. Most people thought that the Matthew McConaughey would be the, the one that got on my nerves the most this this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see. There's also, none of you guys do a Michael Douglas, I guess? I don't do a John Cusack. <laughs> or John Cusack? It's just me vaping when I do John Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and writing unintelligibly and like on down. Twitter. Yeah, like complaining about Bernie Sanders. Be- being borderline illiterate on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. like, how did you not learn? You well, re- what's he like on he, Twitter? He can't spell. Yeah, he's like, he he's basically like functionally illiterate and then uh and then like very very like left wing which i don't have a problem with yeah his it's, politics are fine yeah. it's just um, amazing that he like there's there's like spell check and stuff it's like that he's like overriding he spell check well it's probably cuz he's typing it with one hand while he's just vaping 
That's probably right, actually. Vape out of his goddamn mouth. He probably has one of those big like vapes that are like they look like a like a toy car. It's so like funny to thick. me. Like you watch movies with him now, and he just it's, it's just he vapes in all of them. His vape looks like a didgeridoo. It's a reverse didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huge cloud of smoke. <laughs> just vanilla cherry. Ew. Just the fill, it could fill up a stadium with black currant. Uh huh. <laughs> Disgusting man. Bubblegum. <laughs> Vape monster John Cusack. You heard it here first. He can't get enough of that sweet, sweet, whatever that stuff is, the, the jelly stuff. E-juice. E-juice. God. <laughs> Pomegranate flavored <laughs> E-juice. Got to get my E-juice. I got to get my E-juice. <laughs> I'm going to need three gallons of pomegranate to get me through the day. Three gallons of pomegranate E-juice. All the people in the e-juice mines are just b- breaking their backs. Whoa. Yeah, so can't keep up with the sweat and tears. Don't they just mining for babies e-juice? for that stuff? I mean, seven men died on our e-juice exposition, Mr. Cusack. I need it. <laughs> More. I don't care how many have to die. Get the e-juice in. Illegal e-juice mining. It's a really big problem. <laughs> why did it? Why does it come from a mine? <laughs> I mean, you can get it from a laboratory, and that's definitely like more is it ethical. Like, is it frozen in amber like Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah. it's finite. Each is finite. Like me. He's a digger. It comes from inside the, the skull of a whale. <laughs> yeah, it's from it's from Piacon. Yeah, that's why they need that's why they need the Pandoran whales. That's what they vape. That's that, what they vape in the future. I, that guy pulls that thing out of the whale's brain or whatever, and he goes, "This here, John Cusack can smoke this for like three weeks. It costs it's eighty million dollars. We've had, we've been hunting this whale for like, for eleven. What do you months. think is funding this little exposition of Pandora? <laughs> John Cusack's vape habit. And then Jermaine Clements there is like, yeah, I have an American accent. For some reason, I I talk like this. I don't know why. I don't know why. Plenty of people have accents in this. I have an American accent. I don't know why I'm talking like this, especially when Scoresby over here (laughs) sounds exactly like me. Everybody gets a new accent. The greatest movie of all time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I loved it so We're much. We're like bad Vitar. Oh, oh, just kidding. It's probably good. I haven't seen it. <laughs> good Jesus. God, you haven't I, even seen it yet. I underst I like know in my bones it's going to be in theaters for like the next four years, so I'm going to be fine it probably if rules. I wait. I've seen it Tell four you what, times. If you like that first Avatar, you'll feel exactly the same way about the second. One. I disagree. If you like the first one, this is I think this is like a hundred times cooler. <laughs> I thought the first one was fine. I watched it in theaters and I never watched it again. Oh wow, I'm a big fan, but. <laughs> I didn't love it. I mean, I think that movie's really, really, really good. But uh, th- this makes the first one, in my opinion, look like pile of puke. Play. Yeah, it's just like it's so much bigger and better. <laughs> pile of puke. But speaking of bigger did and better, s- wait, mm. did you see the SNL sketch about Avatar? No. I bet it was fucking. I great. bet it was super relevant. Keenan I bet it was Thompson, the funniest thing. Keenan Thompson as a Navi, Navi? Navi is pretty funny. Really? <laughs> I mean. I- I love seeing him. Does he do he the? Uh, does he do what up with that as a Navi? <laughs> no, he just looks. And then like Jason Sudeikis is blue. doing the like the Roger Rabbit with the tracksuit on. I don't think Jason Sudeikis has been in SNL for like ten years. Oh, poor, poor Ted Lasso. Sudeikis is Ted Lasso now. That's 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 what he's doing. For he's the rest pretty of hot. We'll never get tired I think, of it. I think Jason Sudeikis is hot. Yeah. I think he's he available. Looks, he looks kind of sad. I think he's on the market again, and he, well, is, and he everyone, is. Everyone, give him my number. Yeah, slide into slide into Jason Sudeikis. Jason slide Sudeikis. into Emily's DMs, please. Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> if you're listening, and I'm pretty sure you are. Slide, I know that you're single. I know that you've but been going I'm through not, a lot though. lately. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. Sorry, Nick. Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Let's see how liberal we can all get here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, speaking of here. how liberal, speaking we, of how liberal <laughs> we can get, 
Speaking of the criminal justice system in this country. Oh, boy. These are some of the most incisive movies about the criminal justice system. Well, they've got a lot to say, don't they? Oh, they sure do. And you'll learn a lot. And Today's you'll, you'll definitely get an accurate representation. It's going to be very, very judiciously. <laughs> I don't fucking know no, what I'm going with No, it was good. I liked it. Uh, anyway, I we got three lot. three mediocre courtroom dramas, thrillers. Mm. Odor in the court today. Odor in the court. <laughs> Aptly named. Bingo. We've got 2003's The Runaway Jury. Mm. 2009's Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, mm. starring our boy Mikey D, patient yeah. saint. And 2011's the Lincoln Lawyer with Matt McSee. Yeah, I think the the probably the most notable one the Lincoln is the Lincoln it's Lawyer. It's kind of the least it's, fun. It's the, and it's the least fun. I think uh, incontrovertibly, really. Yeah. I've never seen any of these before this week. I had seen I, all three of these before. I but think a long time ago. Wow, you'd seen the Beyond? Well, uh, because I'm a Peter Hyams guy, so I'm a completist. I'd seen all the Peter Hyams movies. I do have to say, uh, spoiler alert for when we talk about like that movie ended and it said Peter Hyams and I screamed and laughed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like something seems off with this movie. And then at the end, it says, uh, Pe- written and directed Hines. by Peter Himes. I'm like, oh, Peter Himes generally a guy that I think is like a sturdy craftsman. And this, yeah. he like, I mean, he it's did not end like, of days. He did end of days. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he okay. He's, he's shown up on this podcast many times. Oh, is for our first episode. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, and I like the guy a lot, but uh, not one of his better efforts. He does a lot. No. He got to. You got to admit, Peter Hyams works hard. He does. I mean, he's doing I mean, he all the stuff. Some movies and stuff. He's you know? in this case. He wrote and directed. Okay. Well, we'll get to that next. We'll get, we're we'll going to start with, in my opinion, the best, the one. funnest. Yeah, the best. Yeah, I suppose. I think. And so. I mean, like one of the most loaded casts. I think we've it's, ever. It's kind of ludicrous. I, I almost. Feel, well, for, first of all, before we get started, is it is called the Runaway Jury, based on the John Grisham novel. It the is. Same name. If you if you hadn't guessed, it is a Grisham thing. It yeah. sure sounds like it is. 30 years in the trenches have taught me this. Everybody has a secret they don't want you to find. Find something on every one of them. What do we got, people? Ricky Coleman, 36 years of age. Her husband's a Baptist minister. She had an abortion two years ago. And the guy holding her hand at the clinic? Not the best Yes. <laughs> Trials are too important to be left up to juries. The defense has retained Rankin Fitch as their lead jury consultant. Ladies and gentlemen, let's find 11 more jurors just like her. Who's next? Nicholas Easter. Mr. Easter, that's the second time you've looked at your watch. Are we keeping you from something? I think if you knew my situation, you your might... situation? We accept this juror. Go ahead and take it. No objections, Your Honor. Enter Mr. Nicholas Easter as a juror. This whole thing is a disaster. They give you $16 a day. That's a price. Cash money, baby. Think about that for a second. $20 million ought to be enough to secure a jury. They're using video surveillance, wiretaps, finding out things about jurors their husbands and their wives don't even know. This is about you messing with my case and the rules are law. That's what I was hired to do. Fell out. Hello, Rankin. I'd like to know who I'm speaking with. You can call me Marley. Payphone, 15 miles away. The fact is the jury's mine, and I can push it either way. For a price. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you don't know what it's about going in, the first 30 minutes are kind of like, where's this going? And then it takes a really cool, fun turn, and you're like, oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I was constantly going, 
like, well, this movie's actually got me going. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of curious as to what happens next. Then, and, but then and it, it also keeps has getting like ridiculous. A preposterous ending, like a, a classic Travis vote, like oh. not too naive ending. Absolutely. Yeah, very like, fun. Remarkable stuff. That betrays like a lot of stuff. Like uh-huh. math, like structurally betrays stuff, not just like thematically or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you guys just you just wanted to have this, so you did it. Yeah. It doesn't work. You not can't, at all. I mean, it literally doesn't work. Uh, well, we were talking about that in the car, and, and I think it's going to get a little a little confusing when we discuss it. But whatever. Well, we'll get there. The most important thing, and I I almost feel um, feel bad spoiling this is is I don't know is, was watching this cavalcade of actors just appear one after another. It's kind of just go, it's kind of damn. Tony Scottish, where you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, everybody is famous mildly in this. And this, this is, is Gary Fl- Gary Flater, Flater. who has, he's been a, a not infrequent guest on our podcast as well. Mm. Oh, he's the. I'll never tell, guys. <laughs> he did that one. He did uh, one of the worst movies. That, I hate that movie. <laughs> oh, it's very bad. Things to do in Denver when, when, when you're, you're dead. Another I terrible hate film. That movie. Yeah. But he has another one that I didn't hate. I can't remember what it did is. Did he do 15 minutes? No, that wasn't him. No, because I, I we've never done that, and I hate that more than. No, we even. did 15 minutes. Did we? Didn't do 15? We? There's a there's another similar type. But we we can't. I get believe I believe we it. did 15 minutes. Uh, uh, well, well, we'll keep talking about it, and I'll look it up. Because Flater, we got to give Flater his flowers. The Flater Mouse. Der Flatermouse. Uh, but he sucks, basically. And Not uh, a great director. He's, no. he's, he's not particularly inspiring. But this one, is, this one worked out pretty good. Kiss the Girls, Kiss the girls. which we girls. liked a lot. That's his, be- that's his big one. That's yeah. the one that he will go down in history. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, not, not a great movie by any stretch, but we enjoyed it. And, and possibly the knee plus ultra Ashley Judd movie. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Other than that, he's just got a he's just got a bunch of crap. Actually, this is probably my second favorite Gary Flater movie. I'll buy that. So if anybody asks, it's what's second. Travis's second favorite Gary Flater movie? You can <laughs> yeah. tell him. People Run ask me that all the time. <laughs> when you do your anonymous thing on Twitter, that one comes up constantly. Travis's yeah, like every favorite? time. It's like I get the same questions every time I do it. It's like, what's the movie that you hated when you first saw it and now you love it? Strange Days. What's Travis's second favorite Gary Flater movie? <laughs> Runaway Jury. You don't know this? Where it's are you getting your potassium from? <laughs> I don't fucking know what that means. Where does John Cusack get his Where does John get his e-juice? <laughs> yeah, Piacon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All of these, once you know the answers to all of these, you really know us The as potassium thing is funny. I mean, obviously I know what potassium is and that it comes from bananas, but when it first asked you me- You only like, know that because of like, honey, I shrunk the kids. No, I know that. I only know it because of honey, I shrunk the kids. But like when somebody, when they asked me that and I responded just, what? It wasn't like, I don't understand. It was like, what? Why are you asking? I don't know. You have this rare moment, this once in a lifetime opportunity to ask the Matt Lynch a question and this is how you spend it? (laughs) This is how you burn off your question? Come on. Ask him about Travis's second favorite Gary Flader movie. You gotta. I mean, everybody knows. Runaway Jury. Runaway Jury. Runaway Jury. Wait, what's the first one? Kiss the girls. Oh, what's anyway. the third one? Oh Ooh, God, God, boy, it's it's thirty it's thirty feet of shit between. Uh, I between know. This Did one he and direct Eighty for Brady? No. If so, it's that one. If but. so, yes. If no, no. <laughs> uh, don't say don't say a word. I hate. Oh, he did a movie called Imposter that I have seen. Oh God, it's a science fiction That's movie right. with Gary Sinise. That's right. It's not as bad as uh, Don't Say a Word, but it's not good. Uh, and then he's done. <laughs> He's done. He well, done. we uh, hats off to you, Gary let's Flatter. Get, let's get on to Runaway Jury, though. What's <laughs> yeah. this movie about? What happens in Runaway Jury? Well, it starts with an intense in-office shooting. Yes, with Mermit McDermott. This, this is. Oh, yes. I was happy to see him. Yeah. Mermit McDermott. Dillett McSweeney. 
Dylan Mc... Yeah. McDermott. Not Marmot Del Rooney, but Mermit McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get him confused. Don't get it twisted, <laughs> people. Twisted. Don't get it Don't twisted. Get it it's the other guy. Don't get it twisted. He's 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 uh, made a habit of appearing in these movies and then getting bumped off. Yeah, it happens to him a lot. It happens so I, fast. I he's in, he's in this office and he's like talking to his secretary and he's like, I got to remember the song for my kid's birthday tonight. He really wanted me to like remember all the words and then we get a cute flashback to him like, he's a great dad. You know, we're like, oh, I really like Dylan McDermott and like, great, he's going to be one of our characters. You know, I can really see myself rooting for him and then there's shots and it's like it's like kind of a scary little scene yeah, of like man McDermott. there's someone busting in and shooting up this office building it was funny to me too because i, I like i'm watching it and i'm like oh i didn't remember he was in this yeah he must get killed right away and <laughs> oh <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then sure enough and then like they hi- like the secretary calls 911 they put her on hold which is like does that ha- do people does 911 oh, you watch a lot of true crime right Oh, yeah. yeah, but they You know the they one thing that happens when, when, when you call 911? They put you on hold? Calm down, ma'am. Calm That's down, what they ma'am. always say. Yeah, but do, are they ever like, please hold? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Don't yeah. do that. But I still love it. <laughs> Don't do that, I, you guys. It's so, an emergency. I've watched so much forensic files. It's like, no, I so do. I just, somebody just shot my dad. His guts are all over the wall. Calm down, ma'am, okay? Calm I mean, down. I literally fall asleep to forensic files every night, but I feel like they, they cut it so that it's not like they're showing when they put him on hold. Did you watch the one where the, the, the key piece of evidence is the doodle that they find in the journal? Probably. This wow. is my favorite episode of, I've of like Forensic 700 Files. Episodes. I don't know. Like, they find this key piece of evidence, and it's like somebody drew a little doodle in the corner of a like a diary or something like oh, that. Oh, and then did they like move the page? You can kind of see like some like a number written or something like that. Yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But then, but the narrator is like, now investigators only needed to find out who did the doodle. What's that guy's <laughs> name? Like Peter Wolf or something? I don't know, but he's, ama- he's amazing. Who did the doodle? He's like still alive, like 99. Anyways, Mm-mm. so no, he no, died. No, he's dead because they got for- new forensic files with a different uh, narrator. Now. Okay. But this movie takes place in America, so she's on the phone. Like, calm down, man. We have other mass shootings going on at this exact moment <laughs> that we have to tend to. They literally put her we on hold, send- and she's like, I'm on hold. And... Uh, yeah, there's so many other mass shootings. There's happening. like three other ones happening, much bigger. And then they get shot. Yes. And uh, then we're back to present. This movie's subject matter, the overriding subject subject matter, is incredibly timely. Yes. And, and will continue to be incredibly timely because America sucks. Abs- 100%. Forever. 100%, until yeah. it's until the sun explodes or whatever. Soon um, enough. Soon enough. Um, but, but this is, uh, it actually, I guess, for good or for ill, works to this movie's benefit mm-hmm. the way that this country is, mm-hmm. particularly now because it's only gotten worse because this movie starts with a mass shooting. And you honestly don't see this in movies very much these days, yeah. l- l- let alone movies like this, just real middle-brow, middle, middle brow, yeah. like popular yeah. culture type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a literal, legit, like straight-up mass shooting happening it's in this. It's scary, like and hearing it's, the gunshots and hearing people like scream and stuff. Yeah, the way that they shoot it is just you, you don't see the guy running around. You just hear it happening and see people looking out the window and running. Getting and stuff. shot and falling scarier. down and stuff. Super scary. Yeah. It makes it scary. I was immediately like, "Wait a minute, what the hell?" Yeah, runaway jury. Yeah, okay. Because uh, I run, I was, don't walk run, away don't walk to, to runaway to, jury. Away to it. Run away to it. But but so that was an, walk a walk away jury. A hell of a way to start it, and and it's Marmot McDermott. So they're uh, so they're doing the um they're doing the whole psycho thing mm-hmm. where you're like, mm-hmm. I know that guy. He's famous. I guess she's gonna be in the movie. Yeah. And he looks out the door. He's in the movie for three minutes. Yeah. Looks out the door. He's and the, the guy Drew Barrymore in Scream out. of this movie. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh uh, yes. Guy bl- uh, gets yes. his brains blown out ah. and it, yes, it yes, fades. Yes, and then we come yes. to, to. I think it's two years later. Yeah. It's two years because trials take a long time. Right. And this trial's about to get and going. His, his widow is suing Vicksburg Firearms, mm-hmm. the manufacturer of the gun the mass shooter used in the mass shooting. 
Mm. And the, the they're just getting up for jury selection in this civil trial against Vicksburg Firearms. Yes. Which is a thing now that doesn't happen because uh, s- since this movie came out, they have enacted legislation that says that you can't sue the maker of a firearm. You better believe it. <laughs> because they're constitutionally not responsible. America. This movie yeah. takes, a, takes a very dim view of America and, and has a very grim portrayal, as it would, a grim portrayal of gun companies and stuff like that. And, and America was like, we could do worse. Mm-hmm. We could push it. Like, it's way worse now than like the worst case scenario that this movie has depicted. Yeah. So that's fun. That's a fun thing. But anyway, so it turns out that uh, the the gun co- the gun company Vicksburg Firearms has hired mm. a, 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 f- a shady firm to to pick the jury. Rankin Fitch. Rankin Fitch, led by Gene Hackman. He is the titular Fitch. Titular Fitch. Fitch. Fitchular. Fitchular Titch. Fitchular Fist. Fitchular Titch. <laughs> Fitchular Tits. I thought his name should have been Bass. Fist. <laughs> Bass Fitch? <laughs> the Rankin Bass. Oh, yeah. I get it. That would have been great. That would have been fun. Let's yeah, have sure. a little fun stuff like that fun. in this. Come on, what are we doing? But uh, he, he has basically <laughs> promised the gun companies that he can guarantee them a verdict in their favor because he can pick the right jury. And he uses all of these shady tactics to spy on the prospective jurors and find everything yeah. out about them. And yeah, all he this has stuff. like a, a like an underground it's like a fucking command like a war, command, yeah, like a, a war room. Yeah, a, a war center. room it's where so there's funny. like all these people working on like spying all the surveillance. Like Gene Hackman loves surveillance. Including you guys, let's be Leland real. Orser. Hackman loves surveillance. He does. We know that. I this. got the yeah. feeling that he does. Yeah. We know this. This is the bad guy version of his character from Enemy of the State. Absolutely. And uh, the <laughs> and conversation. conversation. <laughs> he's he's he, it's it, it's like those scenes in Born Identity where like Pamela Landy is, is like yeah, standing yeah. up and she's got a bunch of people on computers, except it's for like jury selection yeah, in yeah. a trial in New Orleans. I'll also, go ahead. Oh, I was saying, I was talking to Travis in the car and I was like, do you think, like, do people, do, does this ever go so far? Like, <laughs> yeah, in does corruption? Does this really happen? Does yeah. this, like, are there, I'm sure, like, picking the jury in a corrupt trial like you were saying like maybe like mob bosses and stuff where there's like a high profile corrupt thing like they'll like you know surveil different people to get them on the jury and then and then from there you can like you said kind of like go on the fringe of legality and like choosing your actual jury but but damn yeah this is, an ex- this is an exa- yeah. a sensationalized, exaggerated version of all the tricks that uh, that like a powerful people mm-hmm, can do, mm-hmm. and, and, but in a in a cinematic way that I actually found quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Where like to the point because like they've got monitors. Oh yeah, they've got monitors. All this stuff, and they've got the lawyer rigged up with like a, a he- an earpiece. This I, I yeah, don't know, and and like the guy's got really fun. cameras in his glasses. And he stuff. has a camera in this briefcase. Like All a, the spy gadgets the you could case. want. So they've got cameras rigged up through the jury, and, and Gene Hackman goes, camera three. All right, now say this to this guy. And he's, I, I mean, ridiculous. I mean, it's a- Oh, it's ridiculous, a, a, but it was a, cool. A cinematic uh, exaggeration of stuff that I, uh, that does happen, and but you, a you wild exaggeration. Uh, you mentioned the Bourne movies where it's like the same, like the CIA command center where like, yeah, Pamela Landy or whoever is like directing all these missions. But I got to say, as as classy as those Bourne movies are-, are believed to be <laughs> this stuff is way better directed than those paul greengrass movies <laughs> i call paul greengrass the king of what the fuck am i looking at cinema flater blow, <laughs> blowing greengrass, blowing out, of greengrass the water. out of the water because at least there aren't any bu- uh, shots in this of like 
a out of focus guy's shoulder and then a computer monitor with just a bunch of numbers on it. And I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at here? Like this, Hacking. at least you see people doing stuff. A camera that is just right next to a guy that is just going, just shaking. Just sh- like, why is that? Ca- I understand when the camera's shaking and if it's a chase scene and someone's running or something yeah. like that. Why, why can't you just hold, just hold ca- still? What's wrong with the guy holding the camera? Because <laughs> you're not meant to see anything that's happening. Get that guy to the doctor no, and I then am, get someone. I am so excited by this guy sitting at his chair. Oh, 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 oh. Like the guy just got off of like six months at sea or something like that. <laughs> now he's the captain. <laughs> he's the captain now. Hey. I'm the captain now. Anyway, I like those movies, but so yeah, I whatever. mean, I like them too. I'm just saying, like it is true. And and as the years go by, when you, when I rewatch those movies, they're they're like definitely like the action Diminishing scenes. Diminishing returns. I, the for action the rest scenes of it, I think yeah. are great always, but like the like when it's boy, those. those well, you saw that can't. last one. I did not. Oh, know. you didn't watch the last no. one? Oh, you got to watch that one because no, it's like said it's, I had to watch. it's so bad. Yeah. Oh, it just sucks. Ugh. It's like, what if instead of the CIA, it was Facebook? Oh my like, god. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, uh, yeah. so they're picking all these jury jurors, and uh, Hackman stumbles upon uh, John Cusack, Nicholas Easter. Yeah, Nicholas Easter, and we're, and John Cusack uh, appears vaping. to not want to be on the jury, and we we kind of see him talk to some friends and everything, and he's like, oh, I got, you know, he's like, uh, and who are his buddies? Who are his buddies? Because the one guy is the 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 ex military dude who gets hired by Elaine on Seinfeld to like write the catalog. Wow, oh my God. the Peterman catalog, and he's I like this he's like this this veteran with PTSD, and he's just like, uh, uh the. The blood in the moonlight looked amazing on my cashmere, <laughs> oh, yes. my cashmere vest. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, you know, I don't know the guy's name. He's been in a ton of shit, but that's what I remember him from the most. I and think I recognize both. I think I recognize both of them. But this is, but this is the, that kind of movie where every, well, practically everybody's everyone's a someone. It's actually like surprising when a movie isn't when when a character in the, in the movie is just like some person, person that you've never yeah. seen before. Uh, but this is Grisham. This is the tail end of the Grisham. Uh, the Grisham, like it started in ninety. The firm was ninety, something like that, and it, yeah. and it was huge for a while. This this movie was still still probably broke even, so it wasn't a, mm-hmm. a bomb or anything mm-hmm. like that. But this, uh, we also the glory we, we days forgot were to passed. mention that Nick Searcy and Leland Orser are uh, Gene Hackman's like number one and number yep. two guys. Nick Searcy, uh, Maga Chud, Nick Searcy, Maga Chud, Nick Maga Searcy, Chud. Uh, hero hero Leland Orser. Um, he's just there. He's the computer guy, and Searcy's out there kind of doing stuff. Yeah, but he's mm-hmm. got a he's got a slight moral core to him too. A little like bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, not Nick Searcy himself, but uh, but it's the character that he plays in this. Uh, but that, but I don't know. I, I thought that that stuff was really fun. So it was, I was already kind of going like, "Wow, this is a, this movie's surprisingly energetic and silly." And then it kind of oh, it's it, Orlando Jones is his other buddy. Orlando Jones is it? Yes, because yes. we get two Joneses this episode. And this, Jones. Oh, and I liked also I liked all the New Orleans location photography, and that's just one of me too. That. It made me want to go to New two, Orleans. Two Joneses, two New Orleanses yeah. in this episode. There's a part later on when they order the like John Cusack has a, an elaborate scheme to delay them getting lunch. Yeah, and they or- that was cool. Yeah, but the place they ordered from was the I, when I was in New Orleans a couple years ago, I ate at that place. Wow, and uh, and it's the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Damn, yeah. Birdie Mart, New Orleans. Anyway, I've never been to New Orleans before, but uh, apparently either. the food is good. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit good. Apparently, food is good. There's lots of ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's ghosts. The food and is good. And you can drink on the street. And I mean, those I mean, three things. Not, I'm there. Not only can great. you drink on the street, it's practically illegal for they you sh- not they to. They shove you out the door. They really are like get they going. They heavily encourage you to be <laughs> get going on the your ghost time tour. You're there. People are constantly referencing hur- Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. But anyhow, I don't think it happens in this movie. I think Hurricane Katrina happened the year that this movie came out. 
or shortly afterwards. But with the next, I thought the that next was 05. Movie, yeah, I think it's 05. Yeah, so the next movie afterwards. we're gonna hear, we get to hear about, we get a couple mm. Katrina references. Yeah. So we're introduced to John Cusack as someone who doesn't want to be on the jury. He's like a normal schlubby guy working at a GameStop or something. Or so it was. Or so then. it would seem. This is how we're introduced to him, yeah. and um, we we also see him go into an occult store mm-hmm. and get some candles. Buy a candle where he runs into. Where he, I, you know what I love? I love running into Rachel Weiss at at, I a, know, at a voodoo store. shop. At the I voodoo love shop. it. We're reaching for the same spell candle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we happen mm-hmm. upon mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. deck of tarot. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, girl, it's great. I was perfectly ready to like dunk on this scene in the movie too, but then it turned out that the movie had more surprises. But yeah. it was very funny because he has his jury summons with him. You know, yes. like you do, because you have to complain to random strangers about going to jury duty. Yeah, he meets. He meets. He's Me, meeting Rachel, quote unquote, meeting Rachel Vice for the first time, and, and it's like a meet cute sort of thing. And then he's like, she's like, oh, so what's going on, or whatever. I don't, I don't think she even asked him anything, but he what's goes going like, on? jury duty, and he pops up with his jury summons. With and a like, scroll. I like how you are unraveling kinda, it like a scroll. Does it like this, he like holds it up <laughs> yeah. like this. And she's like, "Oh wow, how about that jury duty?" And you're like, "That was weird." And then, it, but then it turns out that they knew each They're other. They're lovers. The Spoiler for like 15 minutes later in the yeah. movie. And they've known each other since they were like kids or something. Well, that's that's an even more of a. That, I mean, yeah, weird, weird twists. Yeah. Like not not mm. usual not really twisty, twists. Yeah, I don't know. Like you know, just revelations. Yeah, more revelations. More like revelations yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Um, um, Runaway jury revelations. We also we also there's the there's the that's the defense of of expert firearms, and then there's the the, the plaintiff. Which is the widow of Mermit McDermott, mm-hmm. and her attorney is Dustin Hoffman with a weird Southern accent. Yeah, doing he a terrible sound, accent. He does not sound like very, Dustin Hoffman. Very bad in and this he movie. He doesn't sound like someone with a Southern accent. It's not quite. He's, he's not doing a good job, but I think at least we're spared. He's not doing like a Foghorn Leghorn. Level. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. It's yeah. Like I'm sorry, a, I thought she was corn. Yeah, it's not like because I could totally see Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman doing that shit, and I think maybe I somebody think maybe was, that's why I was like unnerved because maybe I expected slash wanted that <laughs> i mean why not but uh you're paying for dustin hoffman right so it turns so yeah it turns out basically so then we get to jury selection we meet all of our jurors mm-hmm. and who do we get well we got uh louise guzman louise guzman one of, my, one of my favorites i mean he's always good but he's, he's always he a delight to be, when he gets to be him. really fun in this jennifer like, beals who jennifer barely has any dialogue oh who criminally underused beals? jennifer beals who's jennifer beals flash dance flash dance I don't think I've ever seen. Oh my god! Oh, you oof. wow! Um, I think Joanna picture. Going, Bill Nunn, um, uh, our, Nora our favorite Dunn, Cliff Curtis, Cliff Curtis. Well, I was, gonna, like I was leading guy. up to he's Cliff the main Curtis. guy. Um, Nora Dunn, for God's sake! Sorry, yeah, Nora Dunn. Amazing. Uh, there's lots of good ones, and then um, well, we also forgot that Dustin Hoffman uh, has hired uh, as as a help as a helper. Jury selection expert Jeremy Piven, which yes. is cute because Jeremy Piven and John Cusack weren't saying anything together. No, oh, you must chill. <laughs> you must. <laughs> I have chill. taken your keys. This is also this is a, gross point blank. This no. is a funny thing that I, that I liked about this movie is it's got like Rocky Four shit with like jury selection experts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the ba- the evil jury is like Russia and they use technology in this war room. Oh shit! Like, but like when the good guys are doing it's Dustin Hoffman and Piven and Piven is just like using his psychology major and yeah. going like just because of the stuff that I know, yeah. I will say that that person is better for us. But not but none of these huge they don't have the operation. You know, that people they don't have. talk about your Jeremy Piven impression enough. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Jeremy <laughs> Piven. It's, you, it's, it's just you pretending. That you got mercury poisoning from sushi and not coming to work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, Judge Bruce McGill. Fuck doing yes. doing a Southern act, doing a New Orleans accent. He's very judgy. Wipe that this. smirk off your face. He's, he he is in wipe that smirk off your face mode. So he's Terrific constantly. He's, in this he's, movie. he's um, 
uh, cranky. He's yelly. Mm-hmm. He's everything you want out of Bruce. Call McGill. your next witness, counselor. This movie gets a full star just for Bruce McGill being Terrific. having such a prominent role and being and being at his Bruce McGill. There's even a, there's even a moment Bruce where we McGillian see him is. jovially eating with other famous judges at like a famous New Orleans restaurant. He's got a napkin stuffed in his collar. Yeah, yeah he's a hundred percent judge this entire yeah. time. He concludes the joke. I, don't, I wish I had it written down. Cause he, he concludes a joke or a story, and they all laugh in a southern sort of way. It's so good, Bruce McGill, man. And he was walking the chicken down the street. <laughs> it's like something like that. Uh, and it fell into a whole plate of crawdaddies. <laughs> I was raised by crawdaddies. Uh, and then the gator got him. Terrific, terrific performance from Bruce McGill. Every, oh, man. He's got it's ups, downs, lefts, rights. Oh, my God. <laughs> Diagonals. Uh, Wipe that smoke off your face. And so, yeah. Then, okay, so the reason I bring him up is because finally we get to John Cusack, who really doesn't want to be on this jury. Oh, he sure doesn't. And he gets up there. He keeps checking his watch. And yeah. Bruce McGill is like, sir, why do you keep checking your watch? Are we boring you, sir? Well... Judge, I, I gotta. I don't want to be on this jury because I want to play in the the Madden, the, all, the Madden challenge today. Let me give you a lesson in your civic duty, son. Eighty for Brady or whatever. And and he yells he yells at John Cusack for being a a a, a slack jawed layabout, a gold bricker, <laughs> a jack and ape, if you will. <laughs> he calls him a jack. No, he doesn't. no, he doesn't. But he should be nice. But he he's like, you are definitely going to this jury. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> uh, and so he's on the jury now. And that's when sort of the big twist happens, because John Cusack mopily goes back to his apartment, and it turns out it's just like, who's waiting for him there but Rachel Weiss? Yeah, and he's lucky. Like, Guess who's juror number four? Yeah, absolutely. And jury it turns number out nine. it's a, it's all been it's all been a scam to get him on the jury, mm-hmm. because he has a plan to swing the jury to the highest bidder. Or so it seems. Or so, or it, so seems. it seems. Or so, because there's more. There's more, there's more later. Yes. to come. There's more later. But he wants to. They're gonna. <laughs> he and Rachel Weisz have a plan to basically like control the jury and sell the verdict to whoever pays them the most amount of money. Yeah, he shows up, Rachel Weiss is there, and you're like, that's weird. They didn't seem like they knew each other in the thing, but that was, but the whole jury uh, 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 scroll opening <laughs> thing was like how he, to- how he told her. It took me a while to realize that they actually had known each other and I was like oh my god like they must have had like a really hot one night stand I, yeah, and then like they said like I love second. you or something and I was like whoa they're moving like really fast like, yeah. <laughs> they need to slow down I and absolutely then I thought that for like for like a couple like a minute a couple there. minutes yeah. like oh so this is like way further further oh, and then I was like oh the, the right right talk about it but I, I, I like, don't they know. must have had a great connection wow it's kind of it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. like the, like the, uh, it's weird it's a weird and like the different layers I'm not, of black I'm not familiar with this like this is a kind of somewhat new plot for me, right. I've never seen anything quite like this, not in any kind of like great sort of way. But I'm, but I am kind of like, huh? All right, I don't know what's going to happen now. Yeah. I'm legit, like, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, this one, this one has the, had the most suspense of any of the three movies. Yeah, watched, just because you're kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure where this is headed. Once it, once it solidifies its narrative, it becomes a little bit more predictable. But well, I it's feel like it's fun. important for it's so easy for courtroom dramas to fall into like snooze fest uh-huh. that when so, when a movie can like find its little niche when a courtroom drama or courtroom thriller can find its niche and like do something surprising that kind of saves it from yeah. that for sure this is like a courtroom drama made for the Kevin Clarks of the world who just as soon as they see a R. courtroom R. are yeah. just like snooze uh. and this movie I feel like is constantly going hey no, wake up. Wake up. We're gonna do. We're just doing. We're doing. We got cameras in here. Cameras embedded in briefcases and drunks, like drunk ladies, and like Bruce McGill. Like, yeah. We are keeping you. Rachel hey, Weisz is in a cult story. Yeah. We're going. We're doing this thing. Pay attention. But like you know, so John Cusack and Rachel Weisz, like first, well, Rachel Weisz, like they they drop off an envelope uh, for the defense and for the plaintiff, 
uh, in the on the first day of court of, of the trial. Yeah, that's like, you know, highest bidder gets the. Yeah, I will buy. I will buy whatever. The jury or whatever. Yeah, it's like well, it's just jury for sale, and yeah, it has yeah. the pictures of all the jurors on it, and on the back, it's like fifteen million dollars or whatever I'll highest bidder or something like that. Yeah, the rat fucking begins. Yeah, and uh, and to prove it, John Cusack starts manipulating folks immediately. He uh he manages to get everyone to pick the jury foreman that he wants, a blind gentleman named Herman. Um, oh yeah, I thought that there was going to be a twist with him in the end, but that, no, he's did, just, that didn't happen. He, 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 he picked nice him because guy. like this is just a nice guy. Like I can depend on. He this. legitimately is what he seems to because, be. Because because ultimately his whole plan is just I'm going to get these people to vote their conscience, and I'm going to be able to convince them to do the right thing with the sheer power of the my sheer charisma. power of my charisma. Yeah. Imagine being so confident. Yeah. And, and honestly, and we've we've covered a, several Cusack movies during this podcast. I kind of like discovered or rediscovered that I kind of like John Cusack oh, doing yeah. this podcast. He's I was, great. I hadn't thought about him for years, and I was like, you know what? You know who's pretty good? It's John yeah. Cusack. Yeah. And Especially and around this time. And he in was this doing movie, really well. It's, this isn't like a barn burner Cusack performance or anything, but you do like you do believe that like he probably that could. That he convinced those he people. Seems, yeah. He seems pretty charming. Right. Um, He's good at this stuff. They does, he does a bit where he, like, he, he manages to delay them getting their lunch on time. And like ingratiates himself with the jury, and like he, he makes the judge take them all out to the fancy restaurant. That's a fun scene. Which That's is a fun cool. Scene. And you just get to look at a bunch of cool New Orleans food. Right. Yeah. And, and then Bruce he McKinley. and then he's like they, he proves he, they, he proves that they can like get the jurors bounced from the jury because he finds out that Nora Dunn is drinking. I like this. Oh, I hate this. I feel bad for her. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> but she's bad. She was gonna. She was already kind of like bought off by the uh, by the bad guys. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, the the gun the pro gun the Hackman's people. So what but John Cusack does is he is he's like okay I gotta I gotta get this lady off. He I know she to be drinks. Super so he pretends to be hungover by putting Carmex under his on his eye on his lash line. Which is gonna make him look like irritated and like goopy and gross and hungover, goopy. and then she sees him and is like, oh, "How about a little hair of the dog?" And he's like, "Yeah, why not?" And then he like for, he like goes he to pour it and he fumbles it, kicks the bottle across the floor. A good old glass fifth of Jim Beam. By and the way, and then he goes they come further. Now, trust he's me. So yeah, he goes. He's so confident that he goes in and is like, "It was my liquor. It was my liquor." I you know because because yeah. he knows that they know that she was kind of a drunk anyway. So then they boot her. And you know who replaces her? A, a goth juror named Lydia. Lydia Dietz. Dietz. I know. <laughs> loved great that joke. little goth, great loved that joke. little in there. She's great. Loved it. And she's immediately like it, it never really comes up later but like during the jury selection process there's a part in it where uh where john cusick goes like what are we supposed to do sit here all day what do they want us to do and she goes i'm sure we could think of something uh-huh. like damn lady <laughs> wow all right i would like a hot goth girl named <laughs> what do you get you to hit on me by the way <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so nothing nothing much comes of that but i i did want to point out that i thought i also enjoyed the nora dunn like alcohol scene mm-hmm. that they have a moment of like co-alcoholic uh, mm-hmm. commiseration where they're kind of like, hey, we're both alcoholics, right? She has right? that great line where she's, he's like, you got any aspirin? And she's like, I could do a little bit better. I could do a little aspirin. better. Like, ooh, yeah, hair, a little hair of the dog. dog. Don't mind if I do. You know how we alcoholics are. Yeah. We like this kind of stuff. Look, daddy needs his medicine. <laughs> you got a little medicine for daddy there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that was really funny. Uh, but yeah, there's just like all kinds. Of, like this, this part of the movie is just like it's pretty fun. It's just constant rat fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a certain point, um, Rachel Vice is um, is is making phone calls. Yes, and she's talking to Jeannie Hackman. This is one of the flaws of the movie. Uh, um, one of the Marley structural flaws. Marley. Marley's her name. Yeah. Is the name? I think that is her real name. Well, it, it turns out matter. no, but that's the name we know her by. That's for the most name we know her by. Um, but but they're laying it out. 
perfectly clear, as, or so we think, is mm-hmm. that sort of like with you've seen what we can do. We see what you see you see see what we did to Nora Dunn there. We can do this to anybody anytime and swing yeah. this in the favor of whoever we want. So our it's ten million dollars. It eventually gets increased to fifteen. She goes to Gene Hackman, and Gene Hackman's like, ah, I'm sure I can figure out a way. I'm pretty good at this too. Uh, I'll I'll win. There's no way I'm gonna. But and of he keeps he going back to his mysterious evil benefactors at Vicksburg Firearms. And going, yeah, we need more money. I didn't recognize any of those guys. Uh, the evil, the evil gun I don't know club. Their by name, the, the main guy I recognize from other CEOs stuff. I thought they were good. They, they looked the part great. They, they yeah. looked exactly the way you want. Oh, we also like, forgot Bruce Davison, who's also the lawyer for. Uh, yeah, a jellyfish oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Jellyfish man from, from X Men. Yeah, uh, and he's he's perfectly he's a perfect like big wiener. Yeah. <laughs> He's a perfectly he's, he's, big he's wiener. He's a perfectly big it's wiener. A flaccid wiener, but <laughs> he's basically he's just t- like almost literally a puppet. Like he's got an yeah. earpiece in his mouth, and they might as well just have like people propping, propping him, him up, up. Going like, oh, sorry, just weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's lawyer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just pretty funny. Weekend at attorneys. What? But oh, never mind. Weekend at There's something there, but weekend not there. Weekend at attorneys. Weekend, weekend at, at attorneys. Yes, because <laughs> we say that sometimes to shorten attorneys. Totally, yeah. we all um, do it. But the pro- like one of the structural problems with this movie is that in addition to rat fucking Gene Hackman, Rachel Weisz also rat fucks uh, Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's like you can give us fifteen million dollars too, and you're like, oh, these people are cold mercenaries, mercenary type people. Yeah, and you, and so for a while there, you're kind of going like, this is interesting. We don't really have any. I mean, I guess we can root for Hoff. We're rooting for Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Piven, but they're by no means the main characters of the movie. The main no. characters are Cusick and Vice. Yeah. And they're just trying to get the, that money. And, but they are, from what we can gather, just these cynical people who will take money from yeah. whatever side. Yeah. And uh, then, and then, ooh, and then there's the... They start to find out that, that, that Cusack is the one who's manipulating the jury because he does a thing where he's like, oh, mm. today was the anniversary of my buddy's death. He died in combat in Afghanistan. And, um, you know, can we all do something for him? And one of the other jurors is like, Oh, we'll all stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. So they do that. And then after they sit down, like Hackman sees on the video feed that like the lady takes his hand, yeah. like, squeezes yeah. his hand a little bit. And, and he's he like, got that guy is, is, Nicholas Easter is manipulating our jury. He had sent a little note out to Hackman and Hoffman before saying, tomorrow is going to be very patriotic. Yeah. And it was just another thing to show that they have the power to manipulate the yeah, jury. Yeah. And then she grabs his arm and he's like, that's the guy doing it. Yeah. And this is fairly early on, too. Yeah. So like the, the plot thickens. and. Yeah. Then like, they send Nick Searcy over to John Cusack's apartment to ransack the place. And but meanwhile, he Cliff, gets interrupted. Curti- Cliff Curtis is like, I don't fucking like this John Cusack Yeah, guy. yeah, Cliff Curtis doesn't like him. He's like the hard-ass military guy. Yeah. I love, yeah. we, we talked in previous episodes about how Cliff Curtis has played every, every and all races. He's yeah. he's from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, yeah. And in Training Day, he plays a Mexican guy. Yeah. And, uh, he's insider. a Latino person he, in this movie as well. In, in this one, he is a Cuban. Cuban, that's right. Redneck. Yeah, Frank Herrera. Yeah, he's, he's just covering the categories yeah. here. God bless him. And he's he's got like a, a mustache and, gr- and grayish hair. Like they've made him up a little bit more. He's always got a little bit of extra makeup going on. He he's looks, a handsome guy. Yeah, he oh, is. Oh, it's Cliff Curtis. And a very yeah, good actor. Oh, I love Cliff Curtis. Yeah, I love him. And he's he, he was great as a Navi as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's a Navi in the he's, new Avatar movie. Who is it, though? It's true. I don't know. I'm a Navi. Did you see me in there? I did. I did. I, I held my breath for six minutes, six minutes for no fucking reason at all. You weren't even underwater. You no just fu- did it. James Cameron just wanted to see if I could do it. And you a, could. He put me in the hospital. At least you could. He put me Nobody in, put disappoints Jim Cameron. <laughs> I'll do it, Mr. Cameron. I'll Jimmy do it. Jimmy Cams, man. You're going to be in the background. JC, I was just eating. Heard the I good was news? just eating dinner in the background. Was <laughs> <laughs> But I learned how to with hold a knife my and fork. With a knife and fork. Yeah. And I learned how to hold my breath for six minutes for that shit. How did you eat and hold your breath? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? 
Oh, God. <laughs> That's why he went to the hospital. Yeah. Don't you fucking breathe, vote. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> um... But yes, um, Cliff Curtis is is wonderful, and that's just another dynamic in there. I don't know if I think Cliff Curtis is bought off by the other side, but maybe he's not no. quite aware that he is. No, he's not bought off. He's none just, of, he's none just of the jurors a, are bought oh, off. Oh, Cliff Curtis's deal is that he just is ideologically aligned. Yes, and we find that out in a in a dr- dramatic scene towards the end of the movie. Well, that's what the whole movie hinges on. Is, exactly, is that uh, that scene really? That was pretty. That was pretty good. Well, we're getting we're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, the movie the movie it kind it's kind of slow. I uh, but it's not it's not boring slow. It's just like it's deliberate. It's taking its time. It's setting everything up really well. And um, meanwhile, you know, we're dealing with Gene Hackman and, and his crew's attempts to figure out who's who's scamming them. So like they uh, they fail to get the data they need from the initial ransacking of John Cusack's house. So then they send Nick Cersei back. With an with an even meaner guy, Nestor Serrano. Yeah, j- something of itch. Janovich. Janovich. Mr. Janovich. And and they they uh they, they discover find, the chunky iPod. They discover the chunky iPod, <laughs> which I was delighted to actually see. Actually, got the the info on a hard drive in it and burned down John Cusack's apartment. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't need to. He was he was like, "Come on, man, you don't need to you do, don't this. Gotta do this." It's wet bandits type shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Guy, let's do it." What are you doing burn down the apartment? You're really sick, you know. You're really, no, you're sick. really sick. It's pretty funny too cuz Nick Searcy is is kind of like, "You don't have to do." Like he's got yeah. he's got a slightly more of a moral yeah. and Janovich doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you have a chance to burn down an apartment, why not take why it? Why not do it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he's and really Je- but Jeremy it. Piffin sees them leaving cuz Jeremy Piffin is also spying he's on gonna John He's going to go Cusack. investigate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees them leaving uh, John Cusack's apartment right after it gets set on fire. So now everybody pretty much knows that this everybody's movie's corrupt. fun, you guys. It's fun. The I, more we talk I, about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I think I like this movie. I think movie. I'm starting to edge my way up into a surprisingly high rating. Yeah. I know, me too. It's it's like, uh, at this point, all all three parties, defense, plaintiff, and Cusack and, and Vice, all know everybody's out in the open. Everybody's like, we are the ones who are fucking each other now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really fun. You know, it's only the jury that's oblivious to this. They're all dopes. Yeah, they're all idiots. Bunch of Fuck idiots. Them. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, and, and this is the this what about is the, the part jury? when the dickless, dickless, dickless. <laughs> if they took care of business, I'd, I'd be, be out of business. married to some boring jerk. <laughs> anyway, uh, and with you to get to be hot, right? <laughs> oh, so hot. Anyway, uh, sorry. No more. No more sorry. true lies. <laughs> no more true lies. Emily just looks mournful. She's like, "What are you talking about?" She's shaking her head slowly. Oh, we, just, so, we just had to break into the Bill Paxton scene in True Lies. That's all right. I, anyway. I understand. <laughs> you do not. This is one of the worst <laughs> runaway juries ever. Worse than Cairo. Cairo. <laughs> Cairo was a walk in the park compared to this. <laughs> He's navel lint. All right. Anyways, um, there's a we get we get a uh, things start to look really bad um, mm-hmm. for the good guys Dustin Hoffman and Jeremy Piven mm-hmm. and particularly because it really seems like Cusick because um, uh, Gene Hackman who is in this movie we haven't talked about him in a while he's very fun just regular as regular have, Gene Hackman I have villain. a question about about Hackman in this movie mm. does he have teleportation powers yes <laughs> like it's weird because I was like at one point I said. <laughs> Is Hackman magic slash a psychic? I don't know what I was referring to. Well, like he'll at come that into point, the courtroom, but then you said that, and does he have a little magical edge to him? Well, he's he'll, rich. He'll come into the courtroom. You'll see him, like oh, you know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, court is now in session. The he'll come into the courtroom. First of all, this is an incredibly highly publicized trial. Always manages to find a free seat. 
Uh, but he sits down in the back, adjusts his tie, gives Dustin Hoffman a shitty, shit-eating grin, like smirk, like, I'm going to beat you. And then cut to he's in the war room again. <laughs> yeah. Where Which is the war room? We don't know where it is. It's not it's across probably, the street. It's probably in the, like, this hidden basement of no, the no, courthouse. It's like, no, it's it's in an it's in an abandoned storefront because later- They raid oh, it. Yeah. They raid it. That's, yeah. part, that's part of the final Yeah, but uh, it's, final it's not like across the street or anything. So he's just like, okay, first call your first he's witness. And then magic. boom, he's There's there going like, here's him. your first witness. Get over there. Do that thing. <laughs> something about him. Uh, this was his second to last movie before he retired. Mm. Wow. Wow. Well- this is this is a little bit more auspicious than Welcome to Mooseport. So yeah, but it uh, definitely so has awesome. money job written all over. Oh, it, for though. sure. Uh, this Gene Hackman was not in any way. This yeah. is this isn't the, even the first Gene Hackman John Grisham adaptation that we've Correct. done. Correct. This is true. the third. That's true. That's we got true. The Firm and that awful one where he plays a racist guy. Oh, The Chamber. The Chamber. That fucking sucked. I hated that movie. Yeah, we we hated that one. James uh, Foley though. James Foley. That's mm. right. That's wild. Um, but yeah, we get we get um, so it's starting to I look like Gene, Gene Hackman eventually is just sort of like, all right, well you got me over a barrel, so I'll do the fifteen million to these to these rat fuckers, Rachel yeah. Weisz and John Cusack and and Dustin Hoffman's realizing that the writing's on the wall, and that's where you get the real I think that the the movie considers to be the money moment where you get a conflict, you get a, a scene with Hoffman. Oh God, this scene Hackman. is so stupid though. It is stupid. It's really bad. But you can tell that the 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 the, the, the movie the people that made the movie are like we, we gotta get we a gotta scene get with this. those two together. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. The Hoffman's end. so small and Hackman's so big yeah. that it's just like huh. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely got Godzilla versus Mothra tones to it. <laughs> Def- definitely. Godzilla versus Bambi tones yeah. all over. But but uh, but they're also they're also both very bad in this scene. It, like Hackman is doing is doing what he can. Hoffman seems like he just doesn't have to work very hard at all anymore. He's just, you know, phoning it in. They keep calling each other Hoffman fella. Hoffman doesn't do a ton in this. He's not very good in this. Hey. All right, fella. You know what I think, fella? Yeah. Oh, you call me fella? I'll call you. I'll talk some jive, fella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you just call me fella? No. But if I did, what if I did? You wouldn't be able to do anything about it now, would you? <laughs> uh, but there's the. Wouldn't it be rad if Kumar Palano was just following Gene Hackman around in this movie too? <laughs> yeah. Stab me in the gut with a shit. Instead of instead of Nick Cersei tr- tossing John Cusack's apartment, it's Pagoda. Pagoda. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a fighter? That's the best we got. Uh, but there's a but like at the end there's there's actually a part that I kind of liked in this scene at, at the very end where uh, <laughs> right where, when he leaves yeah well well Dustin Hoffman basically does this outrageously stupid sort of because just considering these are both lawyers anyways so right. like this this argument is out outside even he he's basically sort of like where are your morals sir but he's, yeah, he's, yeah. I mean r- regardless of whether he's good or evil this is a, they're lawyers they're representing their sides right. what do you mean what do you I'm supposed to not do this right. I could be less evil about it for sure, but he's everybody gets representation. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, but it, but he's just sort of like you're gonna you're gonna have to live with the things that you've done, and like when people get shot, you know, more people are gonna get shot. He's right, uh, and and you're gonna have the one that's gonna have to live with yourself when you go to sleep. All the lives of the people and stuff like that. He's trying to appeal to his sense of morality. Yeah, and then Gene Hackman goes, uh, "You may be right." But the thing of it is, I don't give a shit. Yeah. What's more, <laughs> I never have. <laughs> he's so evil. No, no, he walks out, but not before he's like, he's like, look at your suit. Yeah. <laughs> he just makes fun of his suit before he leaves the bathroom. He says, "Your suit." <laughs> uh, and isn't there, that suit. isn't there a line in this argument where where? Uh, Gene Hackman, one of them is, they're yelling at each other, and one of them's like, what did you think this was, a bunch of colored bubbles? Yeah, colored bubbles, fella! 
I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I, I'm not sure what the colored bubbles means. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I like that last little moment where he's like, <laughs> your suit. That suit. Just walks away. <laughs> he's so evil. He's so evil. I don't give a shit. I never have. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and everybody makes their their uh, their final um, destination things. And meanwhile, this, so this is the climax of the movie. This mm-hmm. is the usual suspect. Well, meanwhile, Nick Cersei is even further down a rabbit hole, tracking down the the sort of past of John Cusack. He figures out that his name isn't Nicholas Easter, it's Jeff Kerr. And he's from a little he's town from a little town, Gardner, Indiana. Gardner, Indiana. And he manages to track down Gardner, Indiana, and he finds out. He goes to the house of Rachel Weiss's mom, I believe, or mm-hmm. some relative of Rachel Weiss's. I think Weiss's. it's her, mo- her mom, yeah. It's her mom. It's her mom. And, uh, and, he's, and he start, he's putting together, all, this is very usual suspects, he's sort of cutting mm-hmm. back and forth. Cause he's, he's doing a good job. He's putting together the story. And uh, and, he's, and he finds he's out that he's traveling really fast though, like all up and down the Midwest. Time doesn't really me- mean much in this no. movie. Yeah. There's a lot of teleportation. <laughs> There's a lot on. of teleportation. A lot, surprising amount of teleportation in Runaway Journey. <laughs> There's They're a not just magical realism in, in <laughs> Runaway Journey. Teleport, teleport away, away Journey. journey. <laughs> they should have called Be- this Beam Away Journey. They should have called this Beam Away Journey. <laughs> yeah. What were they thinking? Um, but yes, he 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 find, he sees this picture of Rachel Weiss with another uh, young lady. This is from high, like high school, and John who Cusack. looks very similar. And Ben Cusack, and the whole in the whole story that the mom is telling is, yeah, when the incident happened, you know, she mm-hmm. never was the same, and she they don't come back anymore. And they're like, what's the incident? Well, there was this, there was a shooting at the school. <gasps> yeah, and Rachel Rachel Weiss's Irish twin, Irish twin, Irish twin. I I I have I had forgotten that that term exists, but I have heard it before. It just yep. means that you like nine months apart, because those Irish love to fuck. They fuck all the they time. They raw dog. Yeah, constantly. They love to raw dog. God. <laughs> <laughs> they love to bust. Yeah. And uh, big drinkers. Big drinkers. Love, love big to raw fuck doggers. <laughs> what? Just they party, man. Yeah, they're partiers. The Irish, they party. That's, uh, that's what lucky <laughs> charms are. <laughs> Anyhow, the cereal that raw dogs your mouth. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck the Blarney Stone, <laughs> but, but but okay. So mm, serious stuff For is that a huge uh, school shooting happened. Yes, and uh, Rachel Weisz's Irish twin um, got killed. killed in a school shooting. And to add, what's more, is uh, John Cusack was also going to this high school, and he like tried to save mm-hmm. one of the, tried to save the sister and couldn't, mm-hmm. and that haunted him. And so, and that's where I, like Nick seriously realizes, holy shit! They made it seem like for some reason they made it seem like they were playing both sides. They're only on one side. Yeah. And this is when we cut back to the the. Cl- this is pretty good. Well, in the meantime, like Dustin Hoffman is like, we're fucked. We're fucked. You know, but I'm not gonna. I'm still not gonna buy the verdict. He 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 considers it. He even goes to his bosses and he's like, I need to dip into the emergency fund. And I know? think it's implied that he gets it. Yeah. He can't have. Yeah. It. Yeah. Didn't he say it was like so? It was like weirdly easy to get it. He does say that. He was yeah, like, "It's just really straight. It's very easy to come up with ten million dollars when you like, when you want it yeah. or something like that." Yeah, and it's then, really not even that much when it comes down to <laughs> yeah. it. But but then I would have to live with that because I'm a moral man. Mm-hmm. I'm a moral guy. And then Hack was like, "I'm not." So I would take the. And then ha- and then and then <laughs> Nestor Serrano gets a hold of Rachel Weisz. Mm-hmm. She manages to That's extract right. herself. That was a good There's scene a big too. Fight. There's a fight she, scene and she kicks his fucking ass. Yeah, well, it looks like he gets the drop on her and then. Jane Hatman gets a phone call and he's like, "Oh, you got her, didn't you?" And she's like, "Fuck you, it's me, Rachel Weisz." Yeah, she has like a black eye. Yeah, she's like, because she killed the guy. She killed his ass. And then, uh, but but finally, and so finally, <laughs> Jane Hatman is Rachel like, Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> "That's what Fuck she you, said. That's, that's a t-shirt right <laughs> there." Yeah, well, let's you, make some merch, me, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense is killing his t-shirt. Yes. Uh, but uh, so Jane Hackman finally is like, "Okay, I, I will pay I you the it. money," and she's like, "Here's the account to wire it to." 
And he wires her the $15 million. She gets confirmation of that. It's all said and done. And she's like, congratulations, Mr. Gene Hackman. You bought yourself a jury. Then, this is about the same time. It's all happening at the same sort time. Sort of all happening at the same time uh, that, that Nick Searcy figures out that not only was there this school shooting, and not only are they on the side of the plaintiffs, but it's actually an elaborate revenge plot against Gene Hackman specifically yes. because he was the he attorney, was the attorney yeah. that won the lawsuit that the town filed against the gun manufacturer in that case. What mm-hmm. a story. <laughs> this is pretty, like... It's like it's a, a little intricate. I'm not yeah, say it's great, but like for for Grisham, this is a pretty f- interesting. Wait, plot. what else did Grisham do? The firm, Pelican, Pelican Brief. Oh. He he owned the '90s. Like yeah. he absolutely owned the, the chamber. '90s. I'm a big fan of uh, the book, The Rainmaker, and Coppola's movie of the same. Mm-hmm. Great yeah, movie. The Rainmaker's really good. Have we done that? It's not really a thriller. I guess you're right. It's, it's more, more of a just drama. a straight up drama, but it's yeah. great. Um, but yes, and the, and this culminates in um, this is all kind of part of the same climax. But it's Cusack finally showing his cards and mm-hmm. then swaying basically single handedly because for a while there they're coloring in the in the lines and it's like I can get it nine to three. I think juries in New Orleans mm-hmm. you you don't it could be nine in, uh, instead of all twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always like they're operating in the margins. But in the end, he makes his final move. And uh, and he gets the whole jury to turn against Cliff Curtis by like basically like pushing Cliff Curtis pushing Cliff Cliff Curtis into having an outburst mm. where he just kind of for like, whatever reason Second Amendment he's like ah. a fucking asshole basically yeah. and is like I don't want her to have one red penny I don't care like I don't care if they murdered the whole she, he has some like really gross yeah really he, he turns line. into a big at first I was like well this guy's good he's standing up for there's, himself there's and then even, I'm like okay fuck come on dude he has <laughs> this whole thing and then Louis Guzman is like Jesus he goes that's <laughs> bullshit yeah. But he goes, I don't care if the gun company gave that guy an M16 with his morning donut. I'm not giving her a cent. Yeah. And then everybody just sort of like looks at him it's and like, goes like, fuck, oh, dude, fuck. And the people who are still on the side uh, mm-hmm. are like, well, I don't want to be an asshole like that guy. Yeah. And it ends up going 10 or 12, 11 to 1. Smart. It's just Cliff Smart. Curtis make someone over. Make someone be so disgustingly like yeah. have such disgusting outbursts that even if you weren't totally on the side you don't want to be like him yeah, yeah absolutely and it, and it kind of works, yeah, it totally works. You, you, you sort of buy it because he looks bad oh I, want, I also wanted to point out there's a there's a part in the middle of this movie where like basically the judge finds out that at least the defense is up to some shady shit because they've got video of nick cersei like ransacking john cusack's house and like attacking him and running out the door, mm. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and somebody's like, "This we should declare a mistrial." No, and Dude, the judges j- hate mistrials. Well, I know, but and the judge is like, <laughs> "Absolutely not." And I'm like, Nobody "No, you have to have a mistrial." Oh, now. for yeah. sure. <laughs> in reality, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's never been more of a good reason for a mistrial. In this movie, the, in this movie, they're all going like, "We're not going to do a mistrial, right?" No, nah, nobody wants a mistrial. In reality, it's a mistrial immediately. Yeah. It's a fucking mistrial. But uh, again, not the most realistic movie. No, ever, not right? at all. It's not, not really the point. I just thought that was funny. It is. It's like it, the, every like a lot of this is just just like the fact cor- it's like courtroom fantasy. It's like it doesn't even matter that you can or can't tie Nick Cersei to one side, the plaintiff or the defense. It's just like. Somebody clearly broke into a juror's apartment with malicious intent. Yeah, while the jury was sequestered anyways. Well, they're not sequestered not for a yet. long time, and then, and then eventually they do get sequestered. Oh, right. Um, they get, where they get free room, yeah, free yeah. food, yeah. ooh, free willy, and exactly. so on. <laughs> exactly, but that doesn't happen until like, the middle of the movie. That was another question I was asking myself during the film. I'm like, they don't sequester these guys? Yeah. Were, they, were they only sequestered after the incident at after John the Cusack's? Incident. Yes, Cusack's? That's, that's what uh, eventually Cusack. inspires Cusack. him to, to sequester the jury. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep. And anyway. so the jury finds in their favor. Everybody's everybody's happy. And the, everybody in the courtroom is like, hooray. We were all rooting for the yeah, good yeah. guys. I don't know if that would reflect, re- reflect reality either, especially in the South, but whatever. Um, but then they then Rachel Weiss and John Cusack have a sit down with with Hackman, and they're like, "We fucked you." Yeah, they really like, get to rub. Me. They really get to rub his nose in it. And he's like, "It's fine." You know, you think this is really going to do any damage? And they're like, "Yeah, we do." You know, we've opened, we've set precedent now. We've opened up the floodgates to all these yeah. to all these other gun companies yeah. getting sued by people. And they're like, "If you don't, they say something with him. Like, if he steps foot towards yes, another one of their cases, they're insisting cases. that he retire. If he if he does any lawyering at all, they're going to let." People They're know gonna, that he was going to give them money. They have they have a receipt. Yeah, it was all for just, the funds transferred. For yeah. the transfer, yeah. It's for it's it's to help their the family the, the, the families of the victims career. back home. But at the same, but more than anything, it's to fuck Gene Hackman specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun, like how how hyper specific their scheme. Yeah, they, their scheme they literally is. just fucked up his entire we just life. Hate <laughs> that guy, we hate that guy. <laughs> We're going to put a lot of work into fucking him over. Yep. And they and they do. They do. So he's got to retire. And that's kind of the end of the movie. Like they win. There's a scene where at, at the end where like everybody's kind of like leaving the courtroom, and like Justin Hoffman and Jeremy Piven like look at uh, Rachel Weisz and John Cusack, and they all kind of like smile at each other. And you go like, "Well, why did you try to? Pre- why did you pretend to blackmail them in the first place? Yeah. Just because? <laughs> just because it's a movie, and you're trying to lead us on? That's yeah. all. That, that's the only reason I can think of. Yeah, I mean, it structurally doesn't really structurally make sense. Does, it does not add up. Um, but you know, they also did need to make Gene Hackman believe that. He had to do it, or else the other side would take the would yes. take the fake. And too. they do they do try to cover their bases by having a guy with a camera like taking pictures of it while they're having while Rachel Vice is having the meeting with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still don't see at, why she at needs Cafe to. Cafe Du Monde, which yeah. I thought was funny because there's nobody at that place during that scene. Like it's mostly empty. Yeah. But again, when I was in New Orleans a couple years ago, any time of day you go past that place, it is there's a fucking line out the door. Oh, it's the to get those yeah. beignets. Legendary. Yeah. Um, but so they so they kind of half half acidly they they know that they've left their ass exposed with this particular part of the plot <laughs> yeah and they, and that's them trying to cover it it's fine it's fine it doesn't it's bothering me less now that we're not, now that we're talking about at a, it at a certain point this movie, it is this movie does <laughs> it a very weak, good job of being entertaining enough to cover its movie logic and it's and it's all like just the, from from the get go with the cameras and the briefcases and the war room and stuff it's already it's ridiculous yeah and it's and it's fun in that way so. I'm, I'm less like concerned with the as as they say in, right. as they say in jurisprudence. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'm going to allow this. Yeah, um, but you better be going somewhere, counselor. And when when she when Rachel Weisz is having this fake meeting with Dustin Hoffman, uh, he goes like, "Who hey, hurt? Hey, who hey, hurt hey, you? Hey, hey, who made you this way? Yeah, you know, to her." And then we find out. But then at one point he's like, I'm, I, "What makes you think I won't have that provocative little bottom of yours thrown in jail?" I hated it. What, you wouldn't say that? God. Provocative little bottom. Maybe want to fucking vomit in my mouth. I mean, it is provo- <laughs> it is provocative. She's literally existing. I defy you. Go online. Look at Rachel Weiss's bottom and tell me it's not provocative. <laughs> Everybody, stop what you're doing and do it right now. Uh, speaking of butts, um, I wanted to point out that there's- John Cusack not smoking in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not not when the camera's rolling. Yeah, there's a, like every shot begins. You can still see smoke like dissipating from yeah, the yeah. puff that he just took. Um, but there's a part in it that I thought I thought was really funny, where they bring in like it's it's um, Hoffman's ace up his sleeve. He's got like a a witness, but it turns out that the witness has gets been turned. Feet. Yeah, he, I think he just gets flipped or, yeah, yeah. for money or whatever reason. And after the guy after the guy flips and doesn't say what he's what Hoffman hopes he's going to say, he starts to like chew it chew it up on the stand. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I didn't want to do that. I, I've been on the, I, I have been on the beach with him, looking at some old, some big old butt thongs." 
Oh he yeah, I remember the butt thongs. Big old line. butt thongs. <laughs> nice. I like that. There's also the scene where the the evil gunman manufacturer guy goes on the stand, and first he's like, "We'll defend the Second Amendment," and then they chew on him a little bit. He's like, "God damn, <laughs> guns are great. <laughs> I want to kill people." He's like, "Really?" And like Gene Hackman's walking him out the door. He's like, "It's okay. We can uh, we can cover this up." <laughs> oh, I don't know who says this line, but someone says. Better an unhappy mother than an unfriendly wife. Oh, oh yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. when Gene Hackman's getting a car. He's getting a, a ride to the war room at the very beginning of the movie, and he mm. like susses out the cabbie. Oh yeah, he's like your mother's just got out of the hospital, all this stuff, and you you want her to move into the house, but your wife doesn't want that. Wants her to put it in assisted living, and you don't want to do it, but you should reconsider. <laughs> yeah. Better an unhappy mother than Th- an unfriendly wife. This yeah. part absolutely cracked me up, and this is the scene where um, John Cusack is is commiserating with Nora Dunn, pretending they're so mm. they're, they're both alcoholic buddies, and she's like, "Oh, did you tie one on last night?" And he goes, "I woke up on my stove." Yeah, <laughs> yeah what the fuck? <laughs> I hope it wasn't on. <laughs> what? That. Like he was like. That's how in, you know. He that was curled you were really in the. Drunk. Was he like yeah. curled in the fetal position on the stove, or was he like bending like kind of backwards? Did he look like Snoopy sleeping on his <laughs> sleeping on his <laughs> like? I like that on idea. His doghouse type thing on the stove. It's just a ridiculous detail. Uh, so I thought that was really funny. And like, there's a, a couple because it takes place in the south. There's a couple references to California and the um, mm. the libtard um, communist nature of California. And at one point, some one of the jurists goes. Uh, one of the jurists goes, can't smoke? I can't leave the room? What is this, California? <laughs> California, where you can't leave the room. <laughs> the loony left is really... <laughs> oh, and this is and this is a... Uh, oh, God, this is fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is when all the jurists have, have first been brought into the room, and we, we get to enjoy all of them together. The, Guzman has this great line where he finds out how much they're getting paid. $60 a day, what is this, 1892? <laughs> Eighteen ninety sixteen dollars a day. That's in like ninety two is like a millionaire. That's like such like an offhanded that's statement so that funny. someone would just like, oh, you know. We forgot about the part where where the bad guys uh, they've started to like do more research about the jurors to to force them force their hands and like they get the one lady's husband arrested for fraud. There's a lot. They make the one other lady try to commit suicide because she had an abortion because she's cheating on her husband. Oh, there's yeah. an HIV. There's she a guy with HIV. There's a guy with HIV. The movie's packed. Lady overdosed in the fucking in the bathroom, bathroom yes. stall. Yes. That's and a really good scene too where John Cusack is like, God, he's got, God damn it. Like he doesn't, yeah. he actually cares. He doesn't want people to but fucking yeah. kill it's themselves also, It's also this. sold in a, in a kind of sleight of hand as a sort of like maybe John Travolta or John Cusack. <laughs> maybe it was Maybe, maybe this is the sort of thing that's going to make John Cusack stop being so cynical and choose a side. Right. He already, but he had already we chosen a side. Yeah, we don't know that. Yeah. Uh, but but another part in this in this scene where all the juries together is is they trying to decide who the foreman is. Uh-huh. And and there and at a certain point someone goes like I have like two kids and and I'm married and they're like well I have three kids so maybe I should be foreman and then a, and then some person in the background it's it's um it's not a prominent line but it's in the background you can pr- hear a person go I run a six minute mile <laughs> things are worse than ever <laughs> you hear another guy things are worse than ever in a six minute mile <laughs> I thought that was funny like That's I should great. be foreman I run a six minute mile that is actually quite good it's really good. Um, Go for them. Anybody else got any lines? I like when he makes uh, he he makes everybody think that Herman the blind man should be should be the jury foreman, and he's like, "Isn't Justice blind?" And you're like, "Okay, good, <laughs> good job." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I? I like though at yeah. the end when he's like, "Did I get any votes?" Because <laughs> he couldn't see everybody raise their hand. You know, oh, I love that guy. Uh, ratings. ratings. We love to see him. I. We love to see him. I. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey. I don't know if I can go three and a half, but I really want to, so yeah. I'm going to. I think you should. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think that this is like a three Judd movie. Not to sway your vote. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is technically a three Judd movie. Yep. But it, it entertained me more than a three Judd mm-hmm. movie has any right to. Yep. Uh, zero Douglases. Yeah. Really. Except for the provocative <laughs> bottom of Rachel Vice. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> provocative bottom. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it. I'm going to let you have that one, Emily, because I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 colored bubbles. The colored bubbles. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. Gonna, you're 100 right, and I and I came to this conclusion during this conversation because mm-hmm, I, I was telling everybody this. We got ourselves a, th- and I was pretty stoked about it. I can't believe I'm giving Runaway Jury three three Juds. You know, how about this? I'm giving it three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. This was very fun. What yeah, are we talking? It was about? Fun to talk about. The jury's out on this the one. The jury is. Out. <laughs> the verdict is in. The verdict, the verdict, is, the verdict is, in. is in. No, the jury is no longer out because the verdict is in. Yeah. The runaway jury, like that's that is very surprising. I was fully expecting this to be practically maybe even like a one judd type of movie. Definitely yeah. Gary yeah. Flater's second best movie. A hundred percent Flater's <laughs> second best movie. <laughs> if maybe it wasn't it, clear before. It's one hundo one hundo P Gary Flater's number two. <laughs> hundo P Flater's two. I'm pretty I'm pretty delighted by this. Yeah. Like sometimes this happens and, and it's not like the great movie or anything, but you're just no. like I can't believe that nothing of a movie is actually kind of a something. Yep. That's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, zero Douglases to the best of my knowledge, and uh, I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Jury summons scrolls mm. in a voodoo shop. Cool. All right, I'm also gonna give this three and a half Juds, and I was also initially going to give it three, but talking about it made me enjoy it a lot more. This mm. is just we a really all f- talked ourselves into this a three is just and a half. really fun movie with lots of delightful twists yeah. and turns, with good, out of the fucking pretty blue. good performances all around. Gene the Hackman's <laughs> just fucking chewing it yeah, up we, too. On the we gotta we gotta come clean. Gary Flater made us. He paid us fifteen million dollars <laughs> to give it three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and a half fucking worth every penny. Yeah, uh, I'm giving it zero Douglases. And I'm giving it 10 out of 10 big old butt thumbs. Big old butt thumbs. I thought you were going to give it 10 out of 10 provocative bottoms, but... No, I, I don't want to talk about one. provocative too much. bottoms. Yeah, Emily hates the provocative I hate bottoms. It. I almost gave it 10 out of 10 bowls of Lucky Charms, the cereal that raw dogs your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down. There's a lot of t-shirts coming but out of this particular there's, we're, Fuck you, it's me, Rachel I think Vice. I would, uh, who wouldn't wear that t-shirt? Fuck you, it's me, Rachel Vice. I'm actually going to look into making us a couple t-shirts. Yeah. Because get it's the, too get, good. get the, the logo here. And then fuck you, it's me, Rachel Vice. I was going to do it on the front and then the back. If we can, she's got to be on the phone, too. She's got (laughs) a picture picture of her on the device, has to be on the phone. I'll find it. I'll work on this, you guys. And hey, if you out there listening are interested, give us some feedback. We'll put it up on it. We have a store. You can buy Suspense Kills merch. Yeah. And and if you have. Or maybe we'll make it a Patreon level uh, thing Mm. if we can. I'll yeah. do some research. If you want to make us a design for it or something like that. No, I want to design no. it. Oh, you want to do, do, do the design? Okay. Yeah. Emily yeah, wants yeah, to do the hard work. Let me do the Good. labor. I'm a woman. Okay. love working. Okay. <laughs> Not very woke. <laughs> oh. Uh, fuck you, it's me, Rachel Fuck you, it's me, Rachel I mean, This is, is going to make, we're going to make a million, a million, literally okay, one million dollars. This is the best idea we've ever had. I'm excited. And then also, I'm sure that the Lucky Charms, the cereal that raw dogs your mouth will make us a little bit of money. Yeah. We can make cereal bowls. Absolutely. <laughs> like, what kind of merch would be great for that? Does it say that? that at the bottom of the cereal bowl? Oh, yeah. So, like, you finish char- your Lucky Charms uh, and it says... It just raw-dogged my mouth. It, lucky, it, this cereal just raw-dogged your mouth? This cereal just fucking raw-dogged your mouth. <laughs> Congratulations. You know, the one way to make a bunch of money is to put a bunch of cereal bowls in your in your <laughs> merch shop. Absolutely. For your you fucking movie s- podcast. Uh-huh, t-shirts, mugs. Do you guys have cereal bowls? Yeah, no, we got no cereal bowls. bowls. We got cereal bowls. <laughs> Look forward to our Rachel Vice t-shirts and our 
Raw dogging Lucky Charms cereal bowls. And then maybe maybe we'll come out with some big old butt thongs <laughs> to, to add for, for summer. <laughs> the thongs themselves are huge. They're, they're, they're big, huge. but you have to wear them that way. That's how you wear them. <laughs> um, All right, moving on. Moving on to 2009's Beyond a Reasonable Doubt by Peter Hines. Did you murder Doris Ruth Owens? I did not. So why are you on trial here today? Because I wanted to be. An investigative reporter chasing the ultimate story. District Attorney Mark Hunter is faking forensic evidence to get convictions in murder trials. A district attorney with a perfect record. We put bad guys away, that's what we do. He shot her three times. An assistant DA torn between them. You really are a good reporter. You said you had an idea, well, go follow it. Now, she can't tell where the truth ends. You might hear some things. What kind of things? Not necessarily good things. I hope you're not letting your personal life interfere with your work. And the lies begin. You're in a lot of trouble. There's something you're not telling me. Trust me. I have been investigating the DA for some time. Do you have any proof? You think we're being set up? We can't have that, can we? Peter Hyams. Hyams. We've done a lot of Hyams. This this dude's whole deal. Hi, uh, I'm ready to talk about this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. We're, gonna, we're, we're just going to churn episode. these out. We're going to have like 60 t-shirts. We're going to have so many t-shirts, we won't know what to do uh, with all the money we make. Bear, uh, so much money. So mu- make more t-shirts, I guess. I'm looking forward to having like literally no idea what to do with all the money that I have. And I'm going to have a whole new wardrobe of t-shirts. You, you, a, you will have millions of dollars. B, you're going to have like t-shirts. so many t-shirts. So many cool t-shirts. And you can use those millions of dollars to buy even more t-shirts. Oh my God, my life from this point on is perfect. Uh, we're set. We're set. Um, Peter Hyams, End of Days, The Relic? It's a tons and tons. tons, our, and our, tons literally, of the first episode of this show was three Peter Hyams movies, oh. including including one called Star Chamber that has Michael Douglas in it. So this isn't the first huh. time. I, they, I'm sure they, they might yeah. have worked multiple times. We have uh, one of our rating system namesakes in this one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the entire reason that we picked this one. There's so many courtroom dramas that we could have picked oh, yeah. that we haven't done, but like I think that this stood out possibly to Matt that, that it has Michael Douglas in it. And they're like, well, we gotta do that. We gotta. Um, this is remake of the, the Fritz Lang movie. 1956. 1956 which Lang's, I haven't seen, but I'd probably... I like Fritz Lang. Fritz Lang's last movie, and, uh, and I looked it up because the plot of this movie is antiquated in a way that is very strange and silly mm-hmm. but it would if you saw it in a 56 in a movie from it 1956 you wouldn't bat an eye yeah because it's especially his whole like and now i'm putting myself in danger to i don't know the oh. whole it's so fucking goofy it's so goofy it's so goofy it's so cringy people, uh, people are constantly doing things in this movie where you're like no uh, you're not gonna do that nobody would do that we have jesse metcalf who uh, is that the main guy? Yeah, CJ. Do you know who the, who who's this guy? I had to look him up because I was like he like I told you guys in the text he looks like a combo of Adrian Grenier from Entourage and Jesse Bradford from Bring It On. He looks like a combo of them, but not as hot. But not as he's yeah he's not particularly good. No, looking. he's a, he's not he talented. Look, he kind of looks like a five year old with facial hair, <laughs> yeah. but and then tall. Yeah. Um, he was in I think he was in some sort of soap opera. Like maybe a general hospital kind of guy. I also could be making this up. And he was in, I don't know, something else I didn't know. But I was like, okay, whatever. We got Amber Tamblyn. Tamblyn. um, Who I love from The Ring. (laughs) In the beginning of The Ring where she's one of the schoolgirls. I showed you guys the the behind the scenes photo. 
Or she's in the closet. Oh yeah, the the grizzly, yeah. the grizzly mouth. Yeah, uh, the behind the scenes photo really of her people. posing with the the, the like scary model. Amber model. Well, it was yeah. really good because the guy who did the effects, I forgot his name, but he's like a famous uh, effects dude. Uh, like took so many pictures of Amber Tamblin and then modeled it like from every angle so that it was like really scary and oh, very shit. realistic. That's I, why I, I know so that that particular thing scared the hell out of a lot of people. It did. Did you know who uh, Amber Tamblin is married to? Who? You probably will never guess. Give, can, can I guess? Give I, me would, a hint. I would love to give you three guesses. Well, can, give you a hint. Me, give me it's a guess. comedian. Okay. Is she married She's to... She's never going to guess it. I'm never. Do I know this comedian? I would love it if you did. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know if you know him personally, but... I might know him personally. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, I don't know any comedians off the top of my head now that I'm put on the spot. Yeah. Louis C.K. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> uh, Bo Burnham. No. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be cute. He's a nice guy. Um, Michael Ian Black. Oh, yeah. It's 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 David Cross. Oh, yeah, cute. She's literally married to David Cross. Good for that. Good for that. I guess. You know, they. that's cute. I think everybody was like, huh? Okay. <laughs> I like David Cross. I like he I seems like a nice guy. I mean he's a, I mean uh you know he's a, he's a legend with a complex legacy and all that sort of stuff. But I, I was I getting closer funny. once I w- got to Michael Ian Black territory. I you guys was are talking about me. Um, talking about Amber Tamblin's uh, sanctimony. Uh, oh, I heard I heard legend with marriage. a complex legacy, and I yeah. just assumed you were talking about me. <laughs> it's not that complex. Uh, uh, we also have Orlando Jones again in here. We got Orlando. Orlando, Orlando Jones, Jones is doing a fun thing. <clears throat> this is a very is silly he? movie. Uh, he's trying to do a fun thing. He's got like a he's a doing a heavy accent, but he's also doing a drawl like right. a drawn out sort right. of thing. He's he's do, it's like a almost a sketch character. We start out with which the, we know he can do from his awesome, years on Mad TV. We start out with the awesome RKO Pictures intro. Yeah, and the because this is a remake tower. of an old movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and I'm immediately cool. like, wait a minute, do I have the right one here? Yeah, <laughs> RKO Pictures. What the hell? I it was this rad. Was mo- this movie was mostly notable because. I, I remembered the twist, so I, I knew it was coming. But at the same time, I'm watching it going like, okay, if I didn't know what where, where this was headed, I'd still be thinking, this guy's got the worst plan ever in the history of dumb ideas. It's really stupid. It's the stupidest thing But what's world. weird about that is that like, his ultimate plan is actually more sensible than the than the dumb than fake the plan. the way he gets... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. But it's, it, it's classic suspense is killing us, like, dumb... Yeah. Dumb scheme, this like overly complicated, stupid scheme. This movie reminded me an awful lot of uh, A Murder of Crows. The Cuba Gooding yeah. one where he's like, he fakes writing the book, but then the real author comes, blah, 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 and like all of this convoluted shit, and it's like, and then you wind up here, and you're like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, well, the movie begin. I mean, it's it's also like well, I was I was talking with Emily. Is like it it has very it's very similar plot structure to the '56 movie that came out in ways that stand out because you just mm-hmm. sort of they make movies differently and and they construct stories differently now and then you, you see it done this way and you're like this is preposterous. <laughs> I would accept this in an old movie because it's an old movie and you watch it now and you're like why is anybody agreeing to do any of this? Yeah. Like, it's ludicrous. When people come up with their plans, you go, what? And then people go along with their plans, you go, what? No. 
That person would laugh in your face yeah. if you proposed this to them. It's very dumb. But, but basically what happens is Jesse Bradford is apparently this guy's name. I had just assumed he nope, was somebody Jesse else. Metcalf. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Metcalf. Jesse kind of looks Bradford like Jesse Bradford. Jesse Bradford is from Swim Fan. Oh, that's the Swim Fan. Yeah. Guy. I was saying while you were out that he looks like a mixture between Adrian Grenier from Entourage Ooh. and Jesse Bradford, but then he also looks like a baby with facial hair that's <laughs> tall. And I just assumed he's someone's nephew. I think he's on a soap opera. Okay. Yeah. He's definitely got TV written all over him. Totally. Yeah. I don't know how he got... Uh, and I didn't recognize Amber Tamblin, so I just thought that both of the leads in this... Considering Michael, Michael Douglas <laughs> is in this movie... Amber Hamblin? Amber Blamblin. I just assumed that both of them were, were like somebody's niece and nephew or yeah, something. Yeah, Pamper Stamblin, like I don't know where she comes from. But Amber Tamblin is an She's, she's Russ Tamblin's daughter. Russ, is that true? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, there you go. Nepo baby. Yeah, in, in, in uh, Django Unchained... Is Jesse Metcalf Laurie Metcalf's son? No. Oh, okay. No, in Django Unchained, though, she's in it. figure out where Jesse Metcalf is. Uh, Russ Tamil was in a movie called Son of a Gunfighter, and she's billed as daughter of Son of a Gunfighter. And, oh, that's delightful. And she's in it for a second. That's anyway. Very, very delightful. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Jesse Brad, uh, Matt Metcalf, whatever his name is. we got to call him something. Oh, his, his, his name is C.J. Nicholas in this, so I guess we Stupid. can call him that. He's a want. reporter. Uh, oh, he was on Louisiana. Desperate Housewives. That's probably Tremendous. his, his Never vibe. Heard of it. Never and heard he was on it. Passions, which is the soap. It's a soap opera, right? <laughs> it was, the, it was, was the supernatural so- daytime soap. Not okay, a, not so exactly that's a what I was thinking. Oh, he was in John Tucker Must Die as a titular John Tucker. <laughs> this guy's huge. Yeah. Well, how have I not seen so this yes, guy? So yes, he is famous. Before. An absolute titan. Uh, <laughs> the Giants. <laughs> But uh, he's, he starts out and he's doing like piss ant journalism. Yeah. He has, he's in ambitious. Shreveport, where this takes place. Yeah, is tax it break. It's Louisiana, Lu- Louisiana, because uh, it's tax break city. Like this is oh. back in that time. You got a lot of sort of straight to video, low budget stuff shot in that that area because of Katrina. There were a lot of tax breaks in Louisiana to low budget films. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. There you go. Uh oh, Emily just that. read something huge. She made a face. Um, oh, no. a year before this movie, he was at an after party for the World Music Awards in Monaco, and he fell thirty feet to the ground from a second story balcony. He crushed it. He, he fractured his fibula. His fibula. Um, this what about was, his tibula? And this is after he got out of a rehab center for alcoholism. Well, wow. So now we know a lot about Take Jesse it easy, Metcalf. Jesse Metcalf. We need you. <laughs> we need you around, <laughs> Metcalf. We need you. You can't keep the bur- burning the candles at both the ends, Metcalf Jesse Gala. Metcalf. <laughs> That's Whoops. tremendous. That's tremendous. Um, but he's doing. He's. It starts out. He's. He, I don't know what kind of journalism piece this is. This was a it's weird like choice. Local consumer reports. It looks. It looks bullshit. like a commercial for a coffee. Yeah, I mean, and he's going. He's doing like a coffee taste test. That is exactly the kind of local news bullshit that you get all over the place. I've never seen. I mean, I well, know that there's you don't bullshit. watch a lot of local news, do you? That's true. Yeah, That's it's true. crap. But anyway. But but yeah. They, but he, he. They like stop and then they're going like, "There's some real hard hit." Like the crew are going like, "Nice hard hit news them. report." And he's like, "Bah, I know. I, I am. I'm an ambitious guy. I want to do the real news." And you're like, all right, well, how far got, is he willing to go? He's got this harebrained theory that uh, the local DA, Mark Hunter, Mark Hunter, Mikey Duggs, mm-hmm. is is fabricating DNA evidence to get to to get convictions because he wants to run for governor. Yes, and um, also earlier in the movie, we see that he's made like a documentary about uh, a woman, a, pros- a local prostitute. Taisha, Taisha, and that's going to become we, important. We find that out after he meets, uh, after he meets Amber, uh, Amber, Amber Tamlin. Tamlin. But like, w- at first we know mm-hmm. that he that he has the suspicion that Michael Douglas. He wants to do a story mm-hmm. that he takes about like, and he's got some some like tertiary evidence 
to suggest that uh, Michael Douglas is rigging this DNA mm. evidence. And because it's always like at the last moment he comes up with this DNA evidence, it doesn't make sense, and he's got all this stuff. And then his boss is kind of like, "Not enough. I don't. I'm not going to go for it." Ultimately, it turns out that indeed he is. No, doing he this. is right. Yeah, that's one of the things that adds to the weirdness and stupidness of this plot. Yeah. Um, but he, like the the hood, his boss is like, "I'm not going to do it." So you got to keep doing like cat shows or whatever. It's whatever absurd dumb to me that fluff. that 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 uh, that the local. News director would be like, no, do not pursue this potential bombshell story. <laughs> It'd be too huge. Yeah. Hey, he said something like that. That would be such a that, that story would be too big and blow up in our face. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, something like that. Um, but then we also get take him- it to a newspaper. I mean, like, he's it, got a pretty good case. He's got a pretty good case on the plan that he comes up with. Well, first he meets Amber Tamblin, Mamber Bamblin, Bamber Blamblin, Blamber Famblin, Oh Black Oh Black Betty, Oh Black Betty, Black Betty, Amber Tamblin. Oh Black Betty, Oh boy, now well, that, we should get that on a fucking t-shirt. t-shirt. This is a t-shirt of Palooza. Uh, but yes, they get they do some like very old. Well, school. she works for Mark Hunter. Yes. She works for Mikey Duggs. Um. And uh, they do they do old school movie banter. The, uh-huh. the movie is constantly trying to be like an old movie, which it's which it's based on, and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't necessarily succeed at that. But they're doing they're doing the classic like Meet romantic banter, and she's like, uh, "Why are you gonna stare at me? Give you better give me a better stare than that. This is my B stare. What if I give you my full stare? That's gonna be blah, 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 blah. oh, we kind of like each other, but you're not gonna For get me. Reason. Maybe I will. Oh, well, we'll see. There is absolutely no chemistry between these two. No, no, it's no, shocking. No, no. I, I I was constantly. It's it's one of those movies like I'm all for give, putting new talent in movies and right. not having celebrities be well, the leads. Keyword talent, but it's exactly <laughs> keyword talent. And and J- Jesse Met- Metcalf, you're just sort of like why not why? this guy? Why are you making me look at this guy? Yeah, he really sucks. Why are you he making dra- me look he drags at this, this guy? movie down quite a bit? Yeah, he kind of does because she's fine, but it's a thankless she's role. Fine. It's a it's a thankless role. Joel Amber. David Moore's okay from Avatar. I- Yes, the nerd from Avatar. The nerd from Avatar. The He's fine. Nerd. The fucking nerd. Stand up for yourself, Poindexter. <laughs> he's a total Poindexter in what Avatar. A nerd. Hey, did you <laughs> get a look at the nerd? Pardon me. And he's an absolute idiot in this movie. He's the guy who, who's e- e- even more. He seems like yeah. he's less of a. Because we find out a little bit later. Spoiler alert: that uh, Jesse Metcalf, CJ, whatever, is a. Uh, he's masterminded this whole bad guy thing. A bit of a sociopath. Yeah, something like that. So what's so what's Avatar nerd's excuse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because his plan. Let's get to it. Well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> do you want to do the? No, I was gonna go down the rest of the cast, like you know, because oh then because right. Orlando Jones again, he's fine, but what's he doing? He's a cop, and uh, he's it. got a sort of relationship with CJ, uh, and CJ get, like buys him. T- oh, there's kind of a funny part in this where, um, uh, kind of funny. I mean, I'm being overly generous here, but he's but CJ is trying to get information from Orlando about a case, yeah. about, about a moiter that happened. Well, we he, have to get to that because we first we have to explain the plan before we can get to that scene. But this is no, this isn't that scene. This is before just to establish their relationship oh, okay. about a different murder. Where he's like, "Well, can you give me this uh, information about the murder?" He's like, "No, I'm not going to tell you anything." He's like, "Well, if, what if I give you tickets to a Bruce Springsteen?" No, that's show? later. Is that later? Yeah, I don't really think it matters. Um, but is it, but yeah, it he's is like, like, "I don't care about Bruce Springsteen. That's a white man with <laughs> I, white problems." I am unmoved. It is it is really funny where like immediately he's going like, "I'll give you Bruce Springsteen tickets," and Orlando Jones couldn't be less interested, in it, and he keeps on going like, "But come on, Bruce Springsteen! Like, take a fucking hint, dude." <laughs> <laughs> You're it's telling very, me very you don't dumb. like Bruce Springsteen, even if even if the race wasn't an issue in this whole thing. The guy doesn't like Bruce Springsteen. I think there are plenty of black Weirdo. folks who like Bruce Springsteen. I, I, know, I think his I think his logic is flawed, just, but also Jesse Bradford just the fact or whoever that this his guy name is, is, is going. Like, I don't like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, exactly. Find a different thing. Well, what about Van Halen? <laughs> what about the Dave Matthews? Band? What about Jimmy Buffett? 
You look like a parrot head to me, Come Orlando on. Jones. You're Come on, Jimmy down. Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. You're going to turn down two tickets to Margaritaville? <laughs> you can fill your truck with sand and take it out and watch Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Anywho. Anyways, I thought that was funny. Uh, what what else do we need to establish well, before Mikey we get Well, D- Michael Douglas also, he's he's like not doing anything, but he's good enough. It's Michael Douglas, yeah. yeah he's I don't know if Michael guy. Douglas is endowed with the capability of necessarily phoning it in. He's pretty yeah. so, he's pretty solid, right? I guess. I don't know. We've all we've all seen disclosure. Uh, is he bad in that though? Is There's that? nothing good about yeah, that's that. That's true. Anyway, that's a uh, very bad so, movie. so Jesse Jesse Metcalf's big plan is this. He is going to Good luck. Good luck. His plan is this. He is going to find a murder of some rando implicate himself in said murder yes purely with circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. then document that entire process of like purchasing the evidence of purchasing the evidence fabricating taking the evidence taking pictures of of him with the evidence with the newspapers next to him yes because so that that's c- infallible so that it could all be proven that he that he implicated himself in the crime, del- crime deliberately so that when michael douglas fabricates his own evidence to convict him He'll be able to prove that Michael Douglas is fabricating evidence to get convictions. Yes. He'll get off. Michael Douglas's career will be ruined. He'll have his bombshells lowered. This is very stupid. What could possibly so go wrong? Stupid. And the only one that's holding on to these images is Joel David Moore, the nerd. Is he? B- is his BFF? Yeah. Avatar nerd. Avatar nerd. Because if you were to do this, you have to have this rest in the hands of more than one guy. Right. You have to. And at the at the point, like <laughs> this as, is not okay. As a movie watcher, as an shit. avid movie watcher, as someone thing. who has digested so many bad thrillers over the last five or six years, the fact that he's like, and you, Joel David Moore, will have all of the evidence to back me up is like, well, he's fucking dead. Yeah, he's I, fucking dead. I knew he was dying. <laughs> Absolutely, he was be dead. but and it sucks because I liked that guy. Yeah, I liked him too. This this whole setup to the plot reminded me of the most recent Knives Out movie. Have you both seen the new no. Knives Out? Yeah. Okay, well, it's not, it's not a spoiler, but there's a part where Daniel Craig is explaining what's been going on to everybody, and he just goes, that is so dumb. <laughs> and Kate Hudson goes, so dumb, it might just be brilliant. He's like, no, it's <laughs> just, just dumb. dumb. <laughs> yep. No, and the, and, the, and the part that where it be, where it becomes like uh, like I was talking about before, he has a scene where he's trying where he's making his pitch just casually, making his pitch to Avatar nerd guy in, in, in uh, a to, walk and talk gonna, in a walk and talk to, at a casino. Gonna, here's the plan, okay? And then he spells the whole thing out, and instead of instead of going like, "Are you joking?" Like, are you seriously? Joel David Moore's just like, yeah, I'm in. Are you fucking out of your mind? They like, even do like a bro high five thing. Like, yes. This is this is what he says to give you give you an idea of the kind of like semi stylized uh, dialogue um, that this has in it. Uh, he goes, "This could be our Pulitzer. This is the DM we have to carpe. This is the proverbial pot that we have to shit or get off of." Good stuff. And the guy's like, "I'm in it." And then he goes. Is this illegal? And the guy's like, probably. <laughs> He's like, let's fucking do it anyway. I, like, I, what? He even does it like in or out right now, you know? It, it, it's certainly illegal. It's and awful. then at the time, I was like, oh, it's like he's just going to wait for a murder to happen? That yeah, they don't well, immediately know who kills it's, him? It's New Orleans, so. It's it's not. It's Shreveport. It's supposed to be New Orleans. No. It's not even supposed to be New Orleans? No. Hmm. Shreveport. Oh. You see him when he's doing the coffee taste test 
package at the beginning of the movie. It's a big sign next to them that says Shreveport. Shreveport. And then, Christ. like two days out, it's like the. I also oh, liked that the walking t- the walk and talk is that it is broken up, like it's edited. So like it's f- there's there's a camera that's following them while they're doing it. There's a camera that's tra- they're trailing behind, so they're walking towards the camera. And there's back and forths cutaways on when they're like riding up escalators and stuff. So they shot that at least four times from four different camera <laughs> angles. <laughs> it's like, man, what a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, in a way, the whole movie. I can't. It's like, do, let's I, get some coverage on this. In a way, the whole movie is a waste of time. I did come, kind of, come <laughs> to enjoy it as it kind of continually escalates in in both incident and stupidity. Mm. I, I was kind of yeah. just, I was kind of scoffing at it a lot, which is a, a sort of enjoyment. But yes, they they immediately find a murder, and uh, and CJ CJ Craig or whatever his name is. Goes to see uh, Orlando Jones at the crime scene. That's when he tries to bribe him with the Bruce Springsteen Springsteen tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. And yeah. then we the st- famous then part. they set about fabricating. They they do get a hold of the uh, of the evidence that they need mm-hmm. the 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 file the uh, list of, the list of evidence yes of pertinence and it's uh, like and a tracks and he manages and to get that by bribing him with Joel David Moore's uh, season tickets, football tickets. Yeah, Saints tickets. Saints tickets. Yeah. Uh, in any case, so now they've got that, and they set about fabricating the evidence. It includes getting bitten by a dog. Yes, uh, a, um, a ski mask, a yeah. tracksuit, these two, these sneakers that are extremely rare. Yes. So that's a, that's a big one right there, because nobody wears these sneakers. He has to find them on yeah, eBay. There's a whole scene, like an extended scene, where we watch him like go www.ebay.com search for the sneakers <laughs> put in his maximum bid like sign in and, and like we watch the entire eBay process like if you don't yeah. know how to bid on something on eBay like just watch this movie it's like it shows it's like the scene in the thriller where the guy like leaves his house gets on the car starts the car drive somewhere, parks, gets out, goes inside. You're like, oh my wow. God. He gets on the bus, sits on the bus, <laughs> yeah. goes on the bus. It's almost as good as the scene in The Net where Sandra Bullock orders pizza at pizza.com. Oh, I pretty, love The pretty Net. Pretty classic. Pizza. Let me just go to pizza.com pizza. and I'll get my pizza from pizza.com. I had a boyfriend uh, once who uh, went to the library and just searched porn.com. <laughs> That's... That's his story. Why did he do it at the library? <laughs> I don't Is know. that just his kink? I don't remember. I don't even remember which. That's when you broke was. up with him. So if you're listening, sorry. Hopefully it wasn't Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Nick. It was a long time ago. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're the guy that searched sure porn.com, that don't ever do it again. Or do it again. Do whatever you want. Whatever, whatever man. I hope you have man. easier ways of getting pornography. Don't ever do what what, what C.J. Nicholas does on this movie, though. This is a bad idea. Have we talked? I was in the bathroom for a sec. Did we talk about how Amber Tamblyn? Thinks Jesse Metcalf is like the best journalist ever yet. Yes, because he this okay because so this, because he filmed a woman telling her story. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it, then she's like, "Oh my god, you have to continue with your journalism career. You're amazing." But the only thing she he showed her was an like interview. interview. A woman telling her story. Yes, <laughs> yes. And her face is blurred out, or, or is like it's she's important in to know that we can only see her hands. Yes, we see her hands. We see that there's two star tattoos on the hands, and she tells this story about how her baby died and nobody helped her, yeah. and and then uh, Amber Pambleblin is like, "Wow, that's the you most are, amazing journalist I have. You are, journalism you I've have ever to seen. follow your dreams. And like this you journalism, have to continue and this journalism was like the small town that he's from, and this is how he made it to the big town, ta- the mm-hmm. big time of Shreveport. Yeah." He's like, oh yeah, I, w- I was a big deal, and and I, but I've never been able to like make good on the incredible beginning of my journalistic career that it was this one interview. And, and it's it not even an interview; it's just a, a lady saying s- a story. I had a baby, yeah. and it died. Yeah, 
It got cold. It died. Like, what did and nobody helped me. And then, and then, and then, in the story, you see, you see in other clips like him doing the whole story, and he's like, and then she died too. She died later on. That lady's totally dead. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, uh, well, that's never gonna come back. Yeah. Uh, and this is but what she keeps watching. Seduces- Amber Cameron keeps watching the tape to remind herself of how how great a journalist how he is. Much heart. <laughs> how, he's got. how rad would it have been if this was the tape from the ring? Dude, <laughs> she was in the ring. Cool. She just watches this interview and it shows her like, yeah. Afterwards, because they got to make more use out of that enti- <laughs> that fucking full scale model. Took that guy made. to build that thing. Um, but this is, but that's the video that seduces her, and now she's like, full, she's like to all in on uh, Jesse Metcalf, and uh, and and actually is quite helpful to him later on in this movie. As, as let's let's fucking get to it, man. I mean, there, yeah. So he gets himself arrested. Yep. And convicted. He goes drunk driving. So he'll, yeah. so he'll get picked so up. So Orlando Jones picks him up, and he and he gets arrested, and then they, they find the evidence, charge him with the crime. Then, during the trial, ideally, Joel David Moore is going to show up with the bombshell evidence, but Mikey Douglas has a, rear, a very, very mean investigator who goes about setting up shit and fabricating evidence and doing all of his dirty work. He gets Joel David Moore killed. Maggie Douglas and these and this guy find out that this dude's that this dude's fucking with them mm-hmm. very quick. Very quick. They're not that dumb. Yes. And the and the people do and and CJ is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> so he's quite dumb. He's he's in way over his head with the dumbest pl- plan ever. There's but there's a big car chase and then Joel David Moore gets blown up in his car. That's a, I was laughing. <laughs> big explosion. Because uh, the, like he is dead. Once a car chase started happening, I was like, because nothing much had been happening he in this movie. I was like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah. And then he, and then they he gets he gets smashed up. There's like a bunch of smashing and then eventually he gets he just gets rammed into by a thing and you're like he's probably dead. And then the evil guy goes up and throws a cigarette into the, like the leaking gas yeah. and it blows. I was like oh he's definitely, he's definitely dead. dead and then the guy and then CJ's boss like comes into the courtroom and is like Ooh. gives a note to and then they, <laughs> and this is like while the trial is happening he's basically like your friend is dead <laughs> he's like oh he no he was driving so like if I I would be so every time I watch movies like this where someone is like I have to either like get away from something really fast or I have to like get somewhere really fast Everyone's so fucking reckless. Yeah. yeah. I would be so much more careful. Like, yeah, I would be a little speedier, but I wouldn't be fucking, like, revving all over the goddamn place. Like, for a while, he didn't even know he was being followed, Yeah, yeah. you know? And he was still driving like a goddamn maniac just to get there in time. Before he gets wiped out, he just drives, he just He's hurdles into an intersection and yeah. smashes into, like, two cars. I really enjoyed Jesus that. Christ. That was also happening in the foot chase in Runaway Jury, where Husek is chasing Nick Cersei, and Nick Cersei is just fucking barreling through pedestrians. <laughs> I love those stunts. Like, yeah. I, I mean, There's always stunt- Somebody people. with a drink that's like, oh yeah. no, my it's, drink. Yeah. It's two people having a conversation, and they get bam, they yeah. just get blasted apart. Right. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but yeah, he, that guy's dead now, and, and CJ knows about it. it, it can, would you imagine this brilliant plan of his is like falling Starting apart? To fall apart. This is this is like yeah, maybe um, he should have put the we're, sp- we're supposed to be like be concerned uh, like that this guy that this guy who I guess that we're supposed to like um, his plan is falling apart. But this is like a, a dude who's like, well, check it out, I'm gonna drink a bo- whole bottle of bleach. And then he's like, oh, no. Oh, I feel bad. You're like, I can't believe something bad is happening. We all knew it was going to happen like this. Shane, oh, I'm getting they bad. bought their tickets. But they knew hurts. what they were getting into. Yeah. So my stomach hurts. I drank all that bleach. Yeah, you shouldn't have fucking done that. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've ever Pretty seen anyone do. But anyway. Oh, but, 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 but this is this is the thing that happens early, and this is a whole thing that is clunky and ruins the whole twist of the end of the movie. But do you remember when Amber Tamlin shows up? Before uh-huh. um, the guy gets arrested, and and he know he knows that this that this new murder has happened. Amber Tamlin shows up at his apartment, and he's limping, 
And he and she goes, "Why are you limping?" And you're like, "He did it. <laughs> he did it. There's no other reason to have that detail in there." Yep. He did it. That's it. It's done. We yep. all we all know. Uh, you guys. So then we just have to watch the rest of the movie, and then like, and then at the end, it's gonna turn out he did it. Okay. But you guys. It got me. I felt. Oh no! It got me Emily. again. It got me again. <laughs> we gotta toughen this kid up. Ugh. I fell for the twist, you guys. I fell. I fell we'll, for the. We'll I just thought this guy was a fucking idiot. That's right. true. That's I just thought honestly, he was a straight up dumbass. Honestly, the kind of blackness of his performance almost benefits well, it to a certain what was it, to a certain degree because you're like I, I don't know feel where you're coming thinking. from. Like this didn't trick me either time I'd seen it, but. Why am what I was, so easily what tricked? What was the movie that we did it's recently where you were like, it was obvious that this twist was coming, and I was like, I wasn't even thinking that this was a twist movie at all. Oh, it's because uh. we thought it was just like a, I don't remember what, what the fuck movie about. was it. Where we, you thought, you and I thought so it was two just like a regular ago. old movie, yeah. and it was like, oh no, we were doing this the whole time. You're like, really? Oh, what? it was uh, it was Murder by Numbers. Right. When we're like, okay, it doesn't really matter like no, wait, who killed it? it. It was that yeah. episode. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was Murder episode. by Numbers because we were like, oh, there was the reveal that it was the other guy. We thought they were just like, it didn't really matter. I feel like it was a different movie. Anyway, no. something like that, though. Either way, I'm really smart, so and I know right. the language of film, so like, <laughs> like uh, why you can't fool me? Like, I just understand the language of cinema is all. Yeah. Uh, I'm every director's like, like best case scenario in the yeah. Audience. You're the canary in the coal mine here. Yeah, but uh, but with a movie like this, when uh, when there's a the detail like that, like mm-hmm. why are you limping? I just right. thought it was because of all the stupid ass shit he's been else. doing all there's over no, town. There's yeah. nowhere <laughs> for this to go except to reveal at the end that no, he really did kill her. Yeah. It's the, the final, yeah, the I final guess. twist sort of thing, <laughs> you know, like because because we, we like this, the plan is too stupid, the stakes are too low. Michael Douglas is such an obvious villain. Well, I th- I kind of I guess I thought it was going to shift to where Amber Tamblin was takes over the investigation and gets Michael Douglas in trouble. Oh yeah, I think well, I think, I think that's sh- the only place I thought it could. Well, go. that's where it definitely does go. But not, I didn't not think in the courtroom, was, I didn't but, think uh, but there outside was, of the courtroom. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't think there was going to be that uh, other twist. Because I just thought this guy was a fucking dumbass. Right. He Which is. he is. Which he, he is. is. And the person playing him is is doing a bad job. Zero charisma. You, yeah. Zero charisma, which in, in a way you kind of go like, well, I can't get a beat on this guy, so who knows? Who gives a shit? Uh, but th- this is where it starts to get really anyway, ridiculous. he gets convicted. He gets convicted. He gets the Sense death, of death penalty. row. And, and in real life, of course, it takes years and years for someone. But in a movie, especially a dumb movie like this one, it's like he's got like twenty minutes. Well, there's even a, there's like, even a he's line on his where way. Like, he is immediately escorted to death row, where he will remain in isolation for up to twenty hours a day until his appeals are exhausted. Aren't most people on death row on death row for like ten years? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, because there's a hefty appeals process, lots of t- lots of things, you know. And, and this, let's, in this let's one, all it, say it that feels like they're just immediately frog marching him to the gas chamber. And she's only, she's <laughs> yeah. got like she's got like a day to all do. Right. Okay, uh, I took a picture of one of my favorite things in this movie is, uh, I believe Amber Tamblin is at the evidence locker. Oh, with the with the, 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 the grumpy cop? With the grumpy cop. Oh, I love that and guy. And this is yeah. what I want. Goddamn I want this bitch. poster Goddamn so bad. Nail him with good forensics, this poster. <laughs> yeah, I want awesome. it so bad. That's a t-shirt. That's another t-shirt. That's a great t-shirt. Nail him Nail with good him. forensics. <laughs> Pretty terrific. <laughs> That's great. Just like hanging up in the forensics, like who wouldn't wear that evidence t-shirt? locker? Anyway, so oh my it's god! A good one. I'll send it to you. Throw it on the Instagram. I'm not, or quite, something. I'm not quite sure. That's as good as uh, "fuck you." It's me, Rachel Vice. But it's it's good. Oh, it's not. It's as pretty good. Pretty good. It's, pr- I, I it's love probably better scene. than raw d- getting your mouth raw dogged by Lucky Charms. <laughs> I, yes. I really loved that scene though because she's like charming the pants off of this this grumpy forensics clerk, <laughs> the evidence clerk at the at the lockup, and he's like, she's like asking him questions like, "Do all the evidence photos come in JPEG format?" He's like, "I don't know what your J files or whatever, whatever you're talking, talking about, about, but everything's in that vault." 
behind a locked door and everything's on a server and you got to have a passcode. She's like, do you have a passcode? I certainly do, little lady. He's so bad at security, though. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he gets a phone call this from somebody who like, wants movie. him to... And, and I really liked the... Uh, I really like the way this played out because he gets a phone call and you you only hear from the other end of the phone and he's like, God damn, son of a bitch. Everything wants, somebody wants it right away. God damn, son of a bitch. God damn, son of a bitch. He gets up. He gets up and he leaves. shuffles, shuffles the whole, down the, the whole away. time he's going, God damn, son of a bitch. Do this, do that, do it right now. It's Everybody very funny. Now. God damn, son of a bitch. All the way down the hallway, still going, goes into a door, closes the door. He can't hear him anymore. Yeah. But she, she manages steals some to files off steal the files off the, off the computer. And, yeah. then like, and then like 30 seconds Later, door opens. Son of a bitch, do this, do that. He's yeah. doing it. He was presumably doing that the whole time he was in that room. I was waiting this for him guy. to be like, one day I want to make them all pay. <laughs> I'm gonna make them all pay one day. They're gonna regret they ever met me. Rue the day they ever met, mess with whatever Buford, Dave, Dave Buford, Ruba do. Buford, Buford. <laughs> and turns out the person on the phone was her intern. Yes. Yeah, she she had made uh, pressured this lady into making that phone call. Yeah. She's really, Rachel Vice is going all out. To, Too bad. To I wish Rachel it was Rachel that. Vice. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Bamber Bamblin. Bamber Bamblin. Bamber Bamblin. And, uh, and then at a certain point, the evil dude who who is the, the um, Nick, uh, Mikey Douglas' Mikey Douglas's fixer guy has a like chases her around in a car. Yeah. And that was kind of fun. He's just so she like, takes the she takes the fi- the photos from the other cases to these forensic photo analyzer guys who are <laughs> super nerds. <laughs> these oh, they're so nerdy. They 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 can tell if something was photoshopped before we I was going to say before we had the word for photoshop, but it's 2009. Oh my god. <gasps> Holy shit. Wow. We've got a surprise visitor. A celebrity is here. Hey. Oh, well, they're not going to be able to hear all that well, so they're talking to... Hey, everybody. I'm back from the dead. It's, it's Kevin Clark. <laughs> Temporarily. I wasn't actually ever dead. These guys just said that's just a mean joke Matt keeps uh, spreading. Mean rumor. Matt keeps meanest, spreading. I can't believe you're standing in front of me. I know. I thought you were dead. How do I look? Uh, reasonably good for a dead guy. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you look great, it's Kevin. It's Kevin. Sorry to interrupt. What are you guys talking about? Beyond a reasonable doubt. Beyond a reasonable doubt. doubt. What do you have to say about 2009's Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, starring Michael Douglas and a bunch of other people? I have not seen it. Mm. Hooray! <laughs> Yay! Good job, everybody. Who else is in it? Uh, uh, Amber <laughs> Tamblin, Jesse Metcalf, Amber Blamblin, oh, Mrs. David Orlando Cross. Jones. <laughs> yeah. Did those guys say that already? And uh, and the nerd it's from we, Avatar. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. The fucking nerd from Avatar is in it. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, Joel David Moore, the big, the big old tall goon, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Yeah, the goon. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that guy. I don't like that guy. It's okay. He gets burned to death in this. Oh man, what? Yeah. Uh, maybe I will watch it. Don't, don't, um, don't, 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 don't do it. We're, we're, we're slowly getting to the conclusion where we don't, we do not <laughs> encourage people to watch this movie. Oh, okay, okay. I was just getting here, getting movies. Actually, checking out some movies for our next Patreon episode. Oh, oh good job. Uh, look forward to that. Everybody, uh, sign up for the Patreon where Kevin is no is not dead. <laughs> hey Kevin. Hey what? Would you wear a shirt? That says, "Fuck you, it's me, Rachel Vice." Sure. <laughs> like, wait, like, perfect. Like all the time, or just once, or what? Oh, like once every just two like weeks. Just like in your rotation of t-shirts. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. That's it. We got how it. How much? How much would be? Would you be willing to pay for this t-shirt? Uh, four dollars. Oof. Oh uh, wait. Uh, twenty. Eighty. Twenty. 
twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Absolutely. Okay. $20 yeah, that's very reasonable. That was totally, totally. My I came up with that price. Travis wasn't guiding yeah. me at all. Was twenty twenty-five, something totally like natural. that. Twenty, we'll twenty, twenty dollars and twenty-five cents. Now this is this is. Uh, how about this? Would you be willing to eat a cereal bowl that said your mouth just got raw docked by Lucky Charms? <laughs> yeah, I'd pay forty dollars for that. <laughs> didn't even bl- didn't even bat an eye. Didn't blink. Absolutely, that's so good. I can't wait to be rich. That was some classic Michael Caine not blinking there. <laughs> Well, you know, I've studied with the best. It's true. Michael Caine. <laughs> that one He's video the best. Clip. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Get out of here. we got a podcast I have, to record. I have record. to go stand out in the rain. Oh, you know, <laughs> you're happy to see me. I you am. Know, he true. seems. He looks angry, but... Matt has never looked more angry. He's just Burr, he look, he's, he's so fuming. mad. He's actually there's actual steam coming out of his ears he, right now. He took his hat off and threw it on the ground and stomped on it. I would take a picture, but like there's so much steam that my phone doesn't work yeah, anymore. Yeah, we've ruined steam everything. Steam it up the room, man. Yeah, well, it's, it's cold it's, out. Yeah, and you can't hear that. You can't hear the train whistle, but it's here. It's weird. <laughs> it's very high pitched. So angry. Only dogs can hear it. <laughs> yeah, the dogs in the neighborhood are all barking. barking. Can you hear that? Yeah. Can you hear that? Wait. No, I can't hear it. Anyway. Oh, oh, oh shit. Okay, well. Bye, Kevin. I gotta go back out into the rain, so. All right. I'll smell you later. Bye. Love you, Bye. Kevin. Uh, <laughs> wow, a celebrity sighting. Another what a classic <laughs> interruption from Kevin Clark. <laughs> that guy's the ultimate prankster. Yeah. This freaking Ashton. Hey, he's. Oh, man. Oh, we got got. We got Ashton Clark. Kutcher. Where were we? I don't know. Uh, we're getting towards the end. Amber Tamlin's getting chased around oh, by. She goes uh, to the photo nerds. Yeah. Oh yeah. They are late. totally like intruder alert. Intruder <laughs> alert. Yeah. Homer, I want those nerds out of my house. <laughs> the TV or the rock tumbler. In 2009, you shouldn't have to go to. I feel like people. Was it really that hard to figure out if something was photoshopped in 2009? I really like the part where the one the one nerd is like, she doesn't know blah, blah, blah means. And the other guy is like, will you shut up? There's a girl he's here. At least, he's at least like <laughs> f- cognizant of the fact that there's a pretty lady around. Yeah. The nerds hate each other. Cool. nerds. There is a really funny, because she, she gives them this picture of like one of the dead bodies that's photoshopped, and one of them goes, are these real dead people? They're great. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out, yes, indeed, the they photoshopped the key cigarette DNA evidence or whatever into the into the picture. So she's got Mikey D dead to rights. Dead to rights. Uh, yeah, and so uh, th- there's one final confrontation between Michael Douglas and CJ. He's, he, Michael Douglas comes and sees CJ in yeah, jail. Yeah, in, in a Soderbergh-y monochrome green yeah. scene weird. In, the, in the jail. <laughs> he's like, you should be worried about Amber Hamblin, about what I'm going to do. And he's like, oh, no, you son of a bitch. And you're like, Michael Douglas is the only bad guy in this movie for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And it's a really amazing, like how abrupt it is, because like after this this car chase scene, because mm-hmm. uh, she has this evidence from the nerds, the yeah. guy tries to kill her. Orlando that also Jones. features another new VW bug that these movies love to showcase. That's they true. love it. But Orlando Jones shows shoots up, the blows bad guy. this guy away, and is like, "I saved you, and we all win." I've been following you, following that. And she goes, well, I've well, good thing you did, because I have this evidence. And then it cuts to a news report that's like, Michael Douglas has been arrested yeah. in a shocking turn of events. And it's like, shit. I guess that works. The wheels of justice turn quick. <laughs> I guess that happens. Uh, the fall, then, and he goes. He goes. The spectacular fall of this of Michael Douglas's character, and we also want to talk about the fall and now possibly spectacular rise of C.J. Nicholas. Yeah. Very well written. News. Who is definitely yeah. a great journalist. He's definitely. I mean, have you seen that interview he did? Yeah. 
Um, and so and this movie, the movie's really trying to get itself over with at this point, which I'm all Thank on. I'm, I'm totally I stopped on board taking for. notes at this point. It yeah. looks like until I wrote, definitely fell for that twist. <laughs> there's, there's like five. There's like five minutes left. Yeah, and it cuts to like um, Amber and CJ are, are back in his uh, uh, apartment again, or a uh, uh, room, or whatever. Well, he's and asleep, and she's like up watching. We do her favorite hobby of watching the tape. Yeah. She puts that tape back in. She watches it like 50 times. She loves videotapes. In various states of sort of like crappy movie home undress. Don't you ever, do you ever bother you that like when you watch movies like this, the girl is at home and she's like in her like tank top and shorts and she's also got a bra on and like she's all made up and everything and she just looks like somebody who's not at home by herself. That's what <laughs> girls do though. That's I wear tank tops and makeup and, and do shorts you? but and then a cardigan because you're like at home. You're not going to like get I feel everything, like people just, you know? like lounge around. Like I just wear my PJs, you know, and a t-shirt. Well, I do eventually but it's like there, it's are, like there, are, the dif- there are different states of it. Okay. I, as soon as I get home, I take all my clothes off and oil myself up. <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> Travis like- is as naked as the day was bored as soon as he steps into his house, oiled up too. And then I just sort of he's, flex, he's oiled up. I do poses. He's oiled up like he just slipped out of the he's womb. oiled up like Clint Eastwood in tightrope. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Disgusting. I guess at four in the morning that doesn't make sense. It just sense. feels like, I was going to say, like, if it was like 4 p.m. and I'm like getting into pajama mode, but I'm not ready to go to bed like, yet, I might s- be in lounge, but still my out hair. Of bed. So she's like asleep in all that. Yeah, okay, that does make sense. I'm going to watch that uh, news report that I love so much from my, and my then beloved it boyfriend. To, it's now daytime, and she's in a different state of undress. He's like, why are you half-dressed? She's <laughs> well, watching it again. When she's seeing the news report, you see that she looks at the fingers again, yes. and those fingers have the, the star tattoos. Yeah, and then she, and she had pulls out the photo. The file photo of one of the murder and victim. The murder oh, no. victim. Stars on the hands. Like, oh, it's the and same And there have been a couple times throughout the movie where, see, and this is another just like re- just showing your hand too early, too obviously, mm-hmm. where he picks up a phone and talks to some mystery person. He's like, I can't talk now. Oh, okay, but stop calling me. Like that sort of thing. You're like, oh, some sort of shit. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's the lady from the video originally was, was the murder all victim. Fake. He killed her. Yeah, he because killed, well, she, was she was trying was to blackmail him. him. Yeah. She was blackmailing him because it was the whole thing was a setup. Yes. It was fake to try to make him look like a good journalist. It worked on Amber Tamblin. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, so he she was blackmailing him so he killed her and this whole thing was a charade so that he could get away both get away with killing her, so and get the black and get a sensational and story. get a sensational story, and get Michael Douglas out of the picture. So a whole thing, and so presumably now after this, like to the movie's credit, they don't do a sort of final like fight battle where he where like mm-hmm. she confronts him and then he like chases her around and like tries to kill her or anything. She just is like you're busted. I called the cops. And he's like starts yelling at her and then the cops are there. Like the, yeah. you see the lights <laughs> flashing and he's like shit. And then, and then the then only like, really yeah, really good did. thing happens in this whole movie, <laughs> yeah. which oh. is the very final moment. Magical. Yeah, I did like this. Where it, the, the you see the sirens glaring in this, in this close up of CJ Metcalf. You know, the blue and red are flashing and she's like walking out the door and goes. Okay, I, I got. You got to do got it. The yeah. exact line because it's wonderful and he, he's he's like again trying to make, make his case he knows he's like totally fucked and then she goes i really don't have anything more to say to you oh, and God. then she walks up to the door and then the, the lights yeah. are flashing turns and around. Then she turns around and she goes you know i just thought of one more thing long pause great pause very pregnant pause zoom in fuck you Cut roll, to black. Roll credits. Yeah. Hashtag girl boss. She fucking told <laughs> and I, him. And I, the movie did end with me laughing at it hysterically. <laughs> so it's got that going for it. Pretty great. Um, 
that's that. That's that movie for you. Really, the best line in the movie. Um, there's a there's a funny part a part that I thought was really funny where there's a a scene where an Avatar nerd is trying to get evidence. He's urgently because the trial is happening, mm-hmm. trying to get evidence out of a safety deposit box at a bank, and the lady <laughs> is taking too long to like do the stuff. He's like, and at a certain point, he goes, "Do you think uh, do you think you can hurry this up? I'm kind of I'm kind of in a rush." And she goes, "No." <laughs> 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 that was pretty great. Um, someone like people were constantly telling CJ that he sounds like a marsh. You sound like a Martian. Um, <laughs> You're ugly. What's the weather? You. What's the weather like on your planet? Because he's so fucking weird. But then they go along with his plan anyway. I guess. Um, there's a part in it where they're in a um, in a pawn shop trying to buy a switchblade. <laughs> oh yeah. And there's a big burly mean pawn shop guy. I have and he's got a nose ring. Yeah, I have and, it, and, and this is the part where I was like, was this movie written by a 90-year-old? Was this written by the same person who wrote the original mo- wrote the original movie? Because the guy the kid goes um or CJ goes, "What happens to that nose ring when you sneeze?" And he goes, "I get snot on it." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Trem- I laughed. Tremendous. I laughed. Uh and then at one point, Amber Tamblin tells CJ that she loves him, and then and then she's like worried that she's maybe said it too soon. And she goes, "Are you all? Are you nervous around me because I said the L word last night?" And he goes, "You said you're a lesbian." Uh. <laughs> There's a lot of just groaners Good. like that. It's it's, it's a, either a 90 year old or a 13 year old boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, but uh, truly, Peter Hyams wrote this movie, and he might be pretty. He's probably pretty old. He is at now, this point. Right? Yeah, in this movie is 15, almost 15 years old now. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, oh, and I, I had to get this in here, and uh, because the storm's bigger than you think. We're talking Katrina here. Mm. Yeah, so they got the Katrina reference in. It's fantastic. Uh, ratings: two Juds. Two Juds. Two Juds is all this deserves. Um, I'm not gonna give it any no Douglases except for one Douglas because Michael is Douglas s- is in it. There is a sex scene <laughs> in it, but it's <laughs> a PG-13 movie track. sex scene. Yeah, it's, I'm giving I'm giving it one Douglas for Michael Douglas. Yeah, mm. you have to. That, yeah. that is the, that is the rule. There is precedent established yeah, there's on that. There's precedent for that, yeah. Yep. And I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm just going to give it 10 out of 10... 10 out of 10 setups to film a walk and talk <laughs> to explain my stupid fucking plan. <laughs> Boy, they got a lot of coverage. Uh, I'm also going to give it uh, two Juds. It's a really bad movie, um, but like I said, in the, in the second half, just because it's... Like part kind of benefiting from the fact that it's so poorly made. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, you're you're like, damn, <laughs> I right. was surprised by some. I was shit. Right. Especially that guy, that guy getting blown up in that in his car. Like fucking. Okay. This went. This movie went really escalated. Yeah. Uh, and and I just sort of enjoyed like it's it's general kind of clunky stupidity a lot of the way through. I, I don't know how to explain it. I, it's not a recommendation. I mean, two stars shouldn't two judges should not be considered a recommendation. No, not at all. But I still feel like it's higher than it deserves. Yeah, I'm gonna give it one Douglas because there's one Douglas, um, and I'm gonna give it three. Those basically those those nerds from that Simpsons episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know the words to every Monty Python sketch. <laughs> That's so much like those guys. Yeah, they don't actually break into the night to say neat, but. They should. She thinks she, she doesn't know what metadata is. One of them says, "You're like, oh my God, God. <laughs> sir." <laughs> I'm gonna give this one two and a half juds. The ha- extra half is because I fell for the twist, mm. uh, so it, it did get me. Um, I'm gonna give it one Douglas for Douglas, 
I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 snotty nose rings. Well, moving on. We've spent way too much time on this as, 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 as it stands. <laughs> Bad news for Emily because uh, th- there might be some impressions. I'll do my best. We'll do what we can. I don't, you know what? Just go for your impressions. Oh, well, your I don't want to give you the impression <laughs> that I'm not okay with it. Tremendous. What's your impression of Matthew McConaughey? I'm a psychiatrist. I don't do impressions. <laughs> We're coming. We're shooting up, firing on all cylinders yeah. here. Good stuff. This is the Lincoln lawyer. Troll, Earl. Hey, boss. Pull over up here. Counselor? Eddie? We had a deal. Either pay me or go with a public defender. Another five grand? Ten. Oh. Ain't you gonna count it? I just did. Your car is fun. Then why can't you get a real office? What's more fun, my office or your mom's? Yours. Boom. Mm, got her. Oh, yeah. At least we did one thing right, huh? We did a couple. Good night. Hey, Mick, I got something really big for you. What's the name? Louis. Louis Roulette. Louis Roulette? This whole thing is a setup. I made a mistake with that woman, and she was setting me up. down. I need 100 grand up front. I'm working on 550 an hour. I take it none of that's a problem? No. Just got lucky. The charges against my son are ridiculous. So is that woman. Regina Campo, part-time actress, part-time office temp. And hoping to retire after suing my client. According to the victim, she was at home alone when the suspect forced her down. You didn't strike Miss Campo with your left fist. No. Threatened to kill no, her. No, I am not that guy. I don't know, Mick. This kid feels wrong to me. Ugh. A movie uh, that I had fond memories of. Just, like I didn't love it when I saw it in the theater, but I thought it was perfectly good. And Ooh, boy, was okay. it boring this time. Oh, I remember hearing when it came because I I do believe this is considered the be- the beginning or towards the beginning. If you can trace the re- the reconnaissance to any one spot, I feel like you can trace it to True Detective. But the True Detective is after this. Yeah, uh, slightly. But I but I recall people got because people were really sick of Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. He was doing all those romantic comedies, and then every once in a while he'd do something semi interesting. But people were kind of like, why is Matthew? Mc- He's just given up. He's just going to do this fluff for the rest of his career. And then I remember he did this, and people were like, you know, that Matthew McConaughey, he's really, he's really something. He's got some sauce. And I and I'd heard really There's some I'd sand heard, in his pants. Yeah, I'd never heard that this was like great or anything, but I swear I'd talked to a lot of people who were like, that Lincoln lawyer is surprisingly good. And then I, and so I was kind of looking forward to watching it. Yeah, it's, and then it's not. Killer it's not Killer Joe it's not the, came the worst out. Movie ever. Killer Joe came out this year too. Yes. Uh, mud That's came right. out the year after. So yeah, it was about mud. this time, huh? Y'all yeah. got any mud? Mud. Mud and another yeah. one in, in the same year. Um, we're, we're both like, that Matthew McConaughey is really doing, you know, he's really digging deep. He's mm-hmm. he's finally turned over a new leaf. It's not just romantic comedies. And I did enjoy like some of that McConaughey sure. stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, Killer Joe. Oh, this year was Bernie too. Bernie. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't like that. And I didn't like Killer Joe at all. Well, well, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surprising no one. Anyway. It <laughs> might surprise somebody. He plays the titular Lincoln lawyer. Yeah, he's the Lincoln lawyer. Michael Haller. Yeah, and boy, is he a sleazebag. He's, he's like a he's like a shady lawyer, a no morals, like get the job done, get my client off lawyer. Did you notice what the first line that he has in this movie is? All what right, is, <laughs> all right, Earl. His his driver Earl. Earl. My favorite stuff in this movie is him and his driver Earl, because they because that's the that's the stuff that you're supposed to that's supposed to that's be the fun. That's what makes him the Lincoln lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this this the, the you you know what kind of movie this is when it starts. Like he's he's like a amoral sleazebag, but fun, albeit fun and charming, mm-hmm. but Did like a know? real sleazebag lawyer. And then at a certain point, he's gonna find his moral compass. Yeah. Blah blah blah. We've seen this before. There's a 2022 uh, show. Yeah, Lincoln there was lawyer a show. show. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Nope. 
I didn't either. I didn't even know there was one. Who played so the Lincoln lawyer in the show? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Was it Metcalf? Well, maybe Probably. it was Josh Lucas who was also in this. Josh Lucas. The, that's like one of the only things that I really liked about this movie was watching Josh Lucas and Matthew McConaughey basically do impressions of each other. <laughs> like, yeah. who can we get to be the mirror image of Matthew McConaughey? All right, Josh Lucas. What All I right, really liked. All right, man. What I really liked was William H Macy's hair. William H Macy, fucking incredible hair. Thankless in this movie. role doesn't get enough screen time. He looked great. I loved his hair in this movie, and I love him. You know what I loved in this movie? Uh, I loved like hot mom Marissa Tomei in this movie. I love oh. a hot mom Marissa Tomei always. Always, but particularly she was very hot in this she because really she goodness. like you know it turns out that they're exes. And they have a kid together and stuff. So like, there's a little bit of are they gonna get re- you know rekindle their chemistry? And she is just like, man, fuck you, Matthew McConaughey. Like, <laughs> Pull I together. am your ex-wife and I care about you, but yeah. you fucking suck. But then they keep hooking up. They keep hooking it's up. Fun, it, it, their, their relationship their is is, is, is good and it, and it makes sense. They yeah. have good chemistry. You can t- totally see she why is they just got staggeringly hot. Yeah, to me you can see movie. why they were together and you can see why they broke up. Mm-hmm. Like it's all there. It all kind of, and, 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 and like it's it's kind of fun. I think that they make the right choice instead of her being like contemptuous of him, yeah. like this motherfucker. She's like, "Hey man, I can't. You know, you're pretty, fun, you're a pretty fun guy. I yeah. certainly we're not getting back together. Yeah, you're, you're trash. But like we're but, gonna get drunk and hook but up. But damn, sometimes. you're but damn, you're fun. Yeah. You know, like that sort of thing. And that's the the way that the character is supposed to be. Yeah. And, and then also she like takes him home when he's too drunk and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you could tell they still really care for each other. It was yeah. a realistic. And he's like not a deadbeat dad. He'd like right. he's like trying to be Decent involved in their father. kids' lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's but he's but he's trash. He's, he's trash. a sleazebag. Uh, uh, and of course, in the TV show, Man- Manuel Garcia Rolfo plays. Of the course, yes, of course. Yes, Never yes, heard yes. of that guy. Anyway, uh, one of the first things we see him do is he gets he gets pulled over by a bunch of bikers because uh, the bike the bikers want him to get their client off because he's their best pot farmer, <laughs> but he can't do it because they haven't paid him enough money. So he's taking shady money from drug dealing bikers. Yeah. He's getting guilty men off with plea bargains and stuff. It's like I'm not gonna defend your client until you until y'all Show give me, me my. I want to see your money. And they're in my like, pocket. you won't do it. And there's the scene where they go to court. He goes to court and he's like, we're waiting on our witness, Mr. Green. Yeah, pretty good. This is the sort of this is the sort of guy he is because the biker guy is like, why aren't you defending the guy like you said you would? And he's like, and then he goes like, I got your money. And he goes, exactly, you do. I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he needs that money. I, you got to pay to play, baby. That's the kind of guy. I am. All right. Yeah. You know it's funny too because he never seems overtly sleazy. Like he is sleazy. He is overtly sleazy, but he never seems like. I, think, I don't know. It's I never think that's like, one of the problems. It's he's not anti-hero-y enough. They need to push. They they needed to push the anti-hero, and he's he just like he stops being an anti-hero pretty yeah. quick. At no point does it surprise me that he developed a conscience. You <laughs> no, know what I mean? It, it like, seems, seems like, like he, he already had, had one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just does. He just like maybe he runs these little games with his client. He does. Like, he runs like two or three games with clients. But you're like, yeah, those clients were sleazy anyways. Like, yeah. who gives a shit? He's just trying to wring a little bit more money out. Uh, he he he's a drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, the reason Earl is his driver is because he had his license taken away. And there's like a charming moment where the guy's like, "Maybe I'll well, stay on after you Maybe I'll stay on." Back. He's like, "Earl, baby, I got my license back three months ago. You can stick around anytime you like. See, you I know, can't do buddies, it. Go All right, it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time." I was uh, driving. Sunday's my I was day drinking. off, and on my days off, I drank. I was driving Lincoln's long before I got paid to do it. <laughs> this movie would have been way better if uh, if it would it had all been told by Russ from. 
True Detective just making little Lone Star can babies out of everything and just <laughs> yes. like doing the play with them. I love that stuff so much. Oh man. Every single subsequent season of True Detective uh, failed for me because, because there wasn't Matthew McConaughey drink getting no Russ drunk. Cole. Yep. That was that was the the and and then that I still liked it but like after oh, yeah. he left that room there's like no more McConaughey drinking in that room I was like huh that's too bad <laughs> that was the best this part whole of the this show. whole Lincoln lawyer is a dream you had about being a person <laughs> what's it gonna uh, take to get you into a genuine 2011 Lincoln lawyer no leather interior <laughs> plush seats power windows cruise control. Y'all can drink four wheels. Some of my, all with tires on them. You want some of my Matthew McConaughey brand tequila? I drink it straight out of the bottle. I drink it straight out of the backseat like of my Lincoln. Waltz down to the beach, sit there, take in the stars, and just guzzle my fucking tequila. I may be a Lincoln lawyer, <laughs> but it's Sunday, and Sunday's my day off, and on my days off, I drink. I and may on be Tuesdays, a and on Tuesdays, on election day, I vote Republican straight down the ticket. Straight down the ticket, baby. <laughs> I may not be MAGA, but you know, I might have voted for Trump. You don't know. Who wants to play bongos with me? Let's go. <laughs> I might have held my breath and voted for Trump just because that's the kind of guy. And, and you don't here, know. And here I, I am. Sh- I sure ain't never going to tell <laughs> where nobody. I thought I'd be. What do you think you'd be here? Here I am. Did you ever see yourself <laughs> doing this, Emily? <laughs> exactly where I Sitting thought I'd be. Sitting in this room, listening to two Matthew McConaughey's try to sell you a genuine 2011 Lincoln lawyer. <laughs> Emily, maybe you just need to recognize a good thing when it comes. You got to get that you know, true okay. code on the Lincoln lawyer because you don't want the paint shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're a fucking liar, man. <laughs> I'm a Lincoln a, liar. A, a, a fucking liar. <laughs> anyway. You're going to need that true code. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Anyhow. Anyway. So the plot starts when um, this rich family yes. contacts Lincoln lawyer and they want him this to is- defend their son. Ryan Phillippe, who Louis, I you know who plays Louis who Roulet. always plays such a good shit rich dick guy. shithead. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Ryan Phillippe, great. Uh you know he's guilty from the second you see his fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, this one didn't trick me, you guys. No, there's nothing to trick. There's no twist. No, I For a little I, bit yeah. there is. For a little bit we're like, maybe he is he? Yeah. I, I mean I wasn't so. because I'm smart. Just I, I first, would first, be. I think it the, seems like the plan is the plan that the bad guys have again is bad here. Like you, you shouldn't. You got the wrong guy to do your dirty work. Yes, they trusted him too much because because it's weird because they trusted him to do this because he blew it once. He blew it. He he well, represented what what happened. What okay. They, well, yeah. okay. So here's Remind what happens. Me. I'm just gonna spin through the plot so oh, we all please. know what's what's going on. Yes, please. They Bang hire it out, Michael. Please. They they hire Matt McSee. To defend their son, Ryan Phillippe. Uh, mom is Francis Farmer, their attorney, Bob Gutton, She's who's, a, in, who's in two of these, by the way. And he, Francis Farmer is, also a, is a Windsor. Jury. Yes, Winthrop, I believe. I think is it Windsor, Win- or Windsor because or it's the rich family. Yeah, either way. They're from this like rich, rich L.A. family. Either yeah. way. And uh, Ryan Phillippe's been accused of savagely beating a woman and raping her mm-hmm. uh, after meeting her at a nightclub. He says he's innocent, that he's being set up by some gold-digging whore, et cetera, and so forth. The reason that they have hired Matt McSee, because it turns out Ryan Phillippe absolutely did and uh, did this and has done it before, is to because... To worse ends. To worse ends is because he did this before and killed the girl, and they set up another dude who got sent away for the crime, Michael Pena, and Matt McSee was his lawyer and didn't manage to get him away. Made him plead to avoid the death penalty. Yeah. Got him 15 years to life. And he's like, this is the thing that has haunted his conscience. 
It's like they picked the one case that he's got a conscience about. To because and they because of that they're like this is our guy who's going to get Ryan Phillippe off. Big mistake. Yeah. It's always haunted him that he couldn't get this guy off because he actually knew the dude was innocent. And the dude was like, yeah, it's Michael Pena. Who, Michael Pena, who who's to, like, they're going to put me in jail, bro. Yeah, he gets to do he gets yeah, to do a lot. Stuff. He, you see him before and after jail, and he mm-hmm. kind of like sells like what jail has done to him and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, but like, and uh, there's also adjunct to that. There's the cop who prosecuted that or helped prosecute that case, Michael Pere. Right. Michael Pore shows up briefly, which is weird because there's also Brian Cranston, the cop, and they both hate Matt McSean. It's like, I feel like you could have combined those two guys. <laughs> it's too it's too many. They're both very similar, too. And they They're both have the, like basically almost the same no part role. to play. Yeah, yeah it's like hard-ass hard cop who's like, well, you're such a sleazebag, you know, lawyer, yeah, lawyer a little, guy. A little bit too much. There's also the the lady cop who's Brian Cranston's partner. And there's it's like, too many people. I don't, you don't need this. <laughs> so that's the whole plot. But what happens is... Matthew McConaughey starts to basically suspect that Ryan Phillippe probably did this. Yeah. And his investigator, Frank, Bill Macy, is like, you don't really think this kid's innocent. And Matt McSee is like, well, no, but maybe. I, I we got to make sure. I feel like maybe he is innocent. I mean, he's just coming. What this movie on. presupposes is maybe, maybe he he's is. innocent. Uh, so that happens. But w- the somebody kills Frank. Yeah. I knew he was dying like as soon as, as, soon he was as it on happened. screen. Basically, yeah. I was like, "Yeah." So somebody murders Bill Macy, who's because, his buddy, because he told Bill Macy that he needed to investigate because mm-hmm. since there's the client confidentiality, yes, Matthew McConaughey is not able to go and investigate. So he was like, "Hey, buddy, like you need to find stuff, and yeah. I know you can because you're great. Like they have respect for each other. They've worked together in the mm-hmm. past. Everything." Um. So then, some. So somebody kills Frank. Matt McSee rightly suspects that it's Ryan Phillippe and makes it his mission. Ugh. And Ryan Phillippe has that line where he's like, do you know who could have done it? Yeah. But he's there's a, he's, he's, like, he's given the best performance in this movie. Yeah, he's but like, I'm a, pretty sure I know who did a, it. An yeah. additional twist, like a needless twist that happens at the end because like- Well, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there when we get to the end. But, I'm he, just, but, but, but when he's accusing, like this requires John, John Leguizamo, yeah. who's also in this yeah. movie, he's, who's I in keep charge. For, I kept forgetting he was in this lead <laughs> pop-up. We're really? like, oh yeah. Johnny Legs is- but John He's, a, he's, a, he's in, a, a bail bondsman. He's a bail bondsman, but he's he's in charge somehow of Ryan Felipe's ankle bracelet. Yes. So he would have had to like some like turn off the bracelet so Ryan Felipe could go do this murder. And there's a scene where Matthew McConaughey's like shoving him around and stuff like that. Tell me why you did this and all that sort of stuff. He's like, I didn't. What are you talking I, you about? You know, I like I love Leguizamo in general. I think he's a really great actor. He's very good in supporting roles like this, but he doesn't do like sleazy mousy very well. He's mm. not quite believable as like the guy who is like not a tough guy. Yeah. You know, like I really like him in the John Wicks where he's like in the criminal underground. Oh, and he yeah. fixes the cars, but he like he's on the level with everybody. And this it's like him playing like the guy that Matt McSee can toss around a little bit. I'm not buying that. I think he plays a pretty good pest. Well, the pest oh, is. God, uh, I, I fucking actually, hate I've the never, pest. I've actually never seen the pest. <laughs> Don't do There's it. A, there was a clip that was circulating from the pest like a, a few months ago or whenever uh, on Twitter that is like seizure inducing. It's like the opening scene of the pest, and people, Where he's, and it's like, like it makes doing you want to puke. He's like singing in the shower. Oh, kill me! 
<laughs> it like can't be watched. If you guys, thought, <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about how annoyed I am always at Ace Ventura, but that's nothing compared to how annoyed I am at Ace, the past. Ace Ventura looked like a fucking yeah. It makes him. I would spend I would spend a week straight like with that. Ace Ventura if it meant I never had to spend any time with the past. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, you can put that on a cereal bowl. There you go. That's another T-shirt. <laughs> Fuck you! It's Jesus me, the past. Christ. It's a lot of writing on a t-shirt, but we'll get it. We'll get there. Um, yeah, so that so that's pretty much it. The, that's fairly, well, yeah, he it's makes fairly his intricate mission to get Ryan Phillippe convicted because he suspects that Ryan Phillippe killed his buddy Frank. That's kind of the meat of the the meat of the movie is that he, is him working behind the scenes because he also he can't like. Right. This is a thing that happens in a little movie called uh, From the Hip with Judd Nelson. Um, where the lawyer like finds out that the guy is a psychopath that he's representing, and he's presented as a little bit amoral, but finds his conscience. But in the end of From the Hip, he just like literally turns on the guy in the courtroom, and the guy like flips out and tries to kill him with a hammer and shit. And this causes a mistrial. And I think in the movie the guy still goes to jail, but in reality that's a mistrial. He gets off anyways. There's reasons why you don't do that. <laughs> There's reasons you, lawyers are not allowed to do that. Yeah, he would get disbarred pretty quickly. You get disbarred. It gets to be a mistrial. Like it doesn't work out for anybody unless it's a really stupid movie, like From the Hip, written by David Kelly. Um, but uh, but in, so in this one, Matthew McConaughey is aware of all this stuff. He doesn't want there to be a mistrial. Doesn't want to be disbarred. <laughs> so he's gotta like pretend to be represent. This is this is what's supposed to be fun about the movie is him like yeah. they hate each other. He hates Ryan Felipe. They're enemies, but he's st- sitting next to him, going like going through the motions of representing him and doing all the things that you would have to do. Mm-hmm. And oh. I don't know if it's enough. It's it's not that's not that entertaining. <laughs> and he's kind of trying to set up Matt McSee as maybe the guy who killed Bill Macy. That's right. They use a vintage gun. Got a vintage gun that uh. Matt McSee has. To yeah. kill him, yes, and the, the gun's missing. Yeah, got okay. over, and they got shot his Ribeiro. fucking dog. And they yeah. shot his dog. Luckily, they didn't show never it. Never okay with that. But they did mention it. They're like, "Yeah, I shot him." And they shot the fuck. I think they say, "And uh, they shot the fucking dog." They almost kill his dog in uh, Time to Kill as well. That's what dog, Mar- that's but, Marissa Tomei. Is but the dog comes him. back. She's like, and they shot the fucking dog. Yeah, this is like his character in Time to Kill. Because Marissa years Tomei later, works so. for the DA. That's right. You remember that because it rhymes. Yeah. And, it, and it comes up later because later <laughs> in the Tomei movie, works for the she's the one who finds the parking tickets that place him at the scene of the original crime. Yes. The murder that Michael Pena was sent away for. She finds the, Ryan Felipe's parking tickets. Correct. Because it, and, and it's, he's, it's one of those scenes where they're reminded of a thing that they say and they go, oh, shit. Yes. Because he's like, he's never been arrested for anything more than, or he's never parking been busted tickets. for anything more than parking tickets. <gasps> Boom! Uh-huh. It goes off in her head. Right. There's a lot. But that's pretty much what happens. That's what happens. Then at the end of the movie, they manage to get Ryan Phillippe sent away. They all. He, he also, I don't know what this has to do with th- his plan or the c- carriage of justice or anything, but Matthew McConaughey does have his biker friends beat the shit out of Ryan Felipe. I think just for his own that's fine. enjoyment. That's fine. Well, Ryan Felipe keeps coming, no, because he's like threatening his family and stuff. Yeah, but he also goes away too. After that. Yeah, and the cops. The, it's it's kind of funny because Matthew McConaughey is working behind the scenes to, to to bust him, but he can't sabotage his own trial. So the way that it plays out in this movie is Ryan Felipe gets off, mm-hmm. and then he's walking down the hallway, and the cops come and arrest him again yeah. for the other murder, which is kind of fun. <laughs> that's kind of fun. And that's when at the end, that's the, the final twist is at the end, he gets confronted by Francis Fisher, Ryan Phillippe's mom. Yeah, who's like, my son didn't kill Frank. I killed him. 
and then she shoots him in the shoulder, and then Matt McSee kills her. Yeah, and that's it. And they they, they barely discuss it. They he's just sort of like, and then I shot her, and that's it. It really doesn't have it's much of very a... very strange. It's for a long movie, it's like two hours. It doesn't really have much narrative momentum. You're never convinced that anything... There's no twist. You, you're always certain who is good and who is bad. Yeah. You know, the closest uh, thing to a twist is the Francis Farmer thing at the end, and it feels it feels superfluous. Anyway, I completely forgot that even happened until you said it. <laughs> it's too. not. Yeah, it's it's. I a, was like, oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> it's it's in no way do you go like, oh shit, not at all. It. Like it, it's, it's just like also, like one more thing. It by the me. way, I I did it, and you're like, oh oh, all right, uh, all right. Yeah, I can. I immediately as soon as she said those words, I just forgot it. Yeah, and and I thought I thought some of this stuff like they're they're trying to be a lot more legit towards. I, I'm st- I'm not saying that this movie is like a realistic port- portrayal of the law, but compared to like oh God, run, no. com- compared to like Runaway Jury, it seems or, to yeah. be a little bit more interested in procedure and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And and it really and it kind of gets bogged down in it where these there's long just trial scenes that are kind of like not very interesting. Well, that's what I I, I was like, if you're a defense lawyer and you know your person is guilty but you're still pleading for an innocent like how does that happen because i know a lot of defense lawyers who are representing guilty people they know they're guilty and so they're not they're not bargaining for innocence they're bargaining for like a shorter sentence but what if your person is like oh yeah i fucking did it but i'm i'm not going to be pleading guilty on any accounts like how do you do that hmm that sucks. Well, that's why. That's why <laughs> that I'm not sucks. the law talking guy. I got my, that's law, why I got we're my law degree a long time ago. And yeah, I, I went to Hollywood upstairs lawyer college. I don't know these things. <laughs> I'm a. There's the Lincoln lawyer. I'm, I'm a Honda Civic lawyer myself. <laughs> oh, a Civic hey, lawyer. I'm a Civic lawyer. Civic lawyer. I'm doing my Civic duties. You know what I mean. Hop in the back of my Honda Honda Civic there. Let's uh, get us an exchange going on. All right. I'll take a poll off of that. Um, yeah, you know yeah, what? There's kind of nothing to this. Yeah. It's not. That funny, that surprising, that suspenseful. It's fine. It's not I very felt like exciting. I was watching an episode of a TV show. At least Matthew McConaughey is charming. Yeah, he's at least pretty, he's charismatic. He's and pretty I, charming. And I really like William H Macy in this. And I like them going out for beers. And I like Marissa yeah. Tomei a lot. I wish there was more of like that shit. Them just hanging. Yeah, <laughs> and I liked all the little things like Matthew McConaughey had a long day at the office in the back seat of his car. Goes home, pours himself like five fingers of Jack Daniels, yeah, and just he fills, dunks it. He fills the yeah. glass, just, and, and you believe it, it too. Like, like apple course. juice, yeah. I think oh, that's, that's what good. that's what gives this a uh, a little bit of a more solid rating for me. This is kind. This is kind of like um like he's he's at his most fun when he's in sleaze bag mode, and they pull him out of sleaze bag mode pretty quick. Yeah. Like they don't, there's not that much of a moral. Con- it was already apparently a moral conundrum that he was struggling with from from the past. I like I like the idea of Matthew McConaughey being like, I'm just this guy, just hustling out here. I live on the streets. The I'm 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 technically obeying the law, but I'm really just a hustler. I wonder if the book but that's is only for like 15 a minutes. Edgier because it's Michael Connelly, who was a pretty decent writer. He wrote all the you know Bosch is based on his books. Interesting. You know, so like that stuff tends to be kind of dark. So I wonder if maybe this is like a one-off for Connolly, if like it's more lighter in tone. I don't know. I have not read any of those books, so 
they just they just wanted to they didn't want to play around with the sleazier edge of this character for if, as if it long sh- or should it even have one I don't know like yeah, I don't know I don't if know. it's like toned down from the book or anything I would I would like Matthew McConaughey's character to be three times sleazier yeah same I would and, say so uh, yeah and for for because it's because then it would feel like there would be more gravity to it when he like switches over and starts to do or, the, or like the right at, thing at the end when the bikers see him again and he's like how about I do this one for free and you're yeah. like yeah they who even the fuck cares? they even made him like a good co-parent <laughs> and like, like yeah right <laughs> yeah. Not like missing any softball games. Yeah, you know? no, he's literally like cheering on the like soccer game or whatever. There's at that even one there's point. even the part where he's like, "Listen, how about if I take Haley to work yeah. today?" And she's like, "For once." And he's like, "Okay, but I'm doing it though. Like, yeah. I was my idea. He's trying. Like, we only ever he's see him solid. in nice guy mode. Yeah. This, and the sleaziest thing about him as a lawyer is he's like, "I gotta have my money." And I'm like, pretty sure that lawyers it, like I'll do get like it, to get, get paid. To yeah, to I don't think it's unusual for lawyers to need to want get to be paid for their, yeah. for their job. And he's like, "I'll represent bikers." Uh, I'll represent this and that. Hot and it's growing like, bikers, by the like, way. It's not like they're like sex trafficking meth heads. Sure, and it's, although they it's, probably but it's are. also like defense attorneys. Yes, they represent criminals. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not, the job. That's not, that is our legal system. That's not unusual. Yeah, uh, and and they but they and they get that in there with Brian Cranston and that other guy who 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 plays the cops. Who's like, how do you do it defending these sleaze bags? And you're like, you're gonna have to get used to it. You're a police officer. This is the way the justice yeah, there's system is. in the elevator where they Michael Gray is like, how do you sleep at night? And I wanted him to be like, well, I sleep on top of a pile of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I sleep in the back seat of my genuine 2011 Lincoln Lawyer. <laughs> I was driving. I was sleeping in the backseat of Lincoln's long before I got paid to do it. I put a set of rims on it for you. (laughs) Power headlights, air conditioning, CB radio. Wasn't there a Wasn't there a Lincoln commercial where Matthew McConaughey? There's multiple Lincoln commercials. But wasn't I mean they were all pretty weird. But I think they they got they escalated in weirdness to the point where like at one point Matthew McConaughey is just like in his Lincoln and going like, yeah, it was like something weird like that. And then it goes Lincoln. And so he was he's just like, making like some like sound effects. Nicholson and Batman, where he's just going oop, oop, oop. That's right. I think that something Wing like creep that. Wait, terrorizes. Happened. Wait till I get a load of me. I remember there was one where he's like in a cafe, <laughs> and he's like drinking a coffee, and it's raining out, and he's just watching. He's just looking at his Lincoln. <laughs> and then it stops raining, and then he right like now. looks at the camera and winks or something, and you're like, okay, I guess. Guess I'll buy that car. <laughs> I guess I could have that car. I like to just sit in a cafe and look at my fucking Lincoln. <laughs> Sometimes it rains on it, and I'm like, man, rain's a thing that happens. That's nature. That's just the power of God, baby. That's the power of God. Power of God, come wash my car, my car clean. Yeah. Someday a real rain's going to come, and <laughs> my Lincoln's going to sweep all this gum off his streets. <laughs> and I'm going to vote for Greg Abbott, baby. Hell yeah. Beto O'Rourke's a pussy. <laughs> I know y'all think I'm some sort of bongo-playing liberal. I vote Republican down the ticket, down the baby. Ticket. <laughs> Fucking Texas, man. Oh Fucking God. Texas. Sorry. Reproductive <laughs> rights not on my menu, baby. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, did you vote? <laughs> did you vote for Greg, Ab- Greg Abbott? Be real cool if he did. Be real cool. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if Greg he did. Abbott. He didn't kill her. He went over to the place, had sex, flushed a condom down the toilet, wiped his prick on a pink towel, and then went home. But he didn't kill her. I don't know. I, I'm assuming he doesn't say that in the courtroom, but he says that. To, it'd be uh, really funny if he did. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, he wiped his prick on a pink towel. <laughs> that would be pretty good. It's called the justice system, Carlin. That's not how it's supposed to work. Uh, I don't. I don't know. This. I mean, the pl- Matt, Matt laid out the plot. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Wait, I, I got again. a line. Oh, go ahead. When um he's visiting the guy in prison, the prison guard is 
is facilitating all the prisoners to go through the hall, and he goes, along the wall, nuts to butts, boys, let's go. Nuts to butts. And I thought that was, thing. That was funny. <laughs> nuts Lift to butts. Lift up your nutsacks and spread your assholes. Jesus wow! Oh, that's a line from American Me that was in the in the in the Ice Cube album, The Predator. Probably. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyways, I don't know. That, that's well, stuck yeah, in my. That's, I, why, I, that's why you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I listen. I listened to that line a trillion times when I was thirteen years old. <laughs> um, there's a there's a funny part in it where they like they kind of like show their uh, their cards a little too hard too early. Where uh, Matthew McConaughey is doing his preliminary interview of like what happened in the incident with Ryan Felipe. And and we we already don't like Ryan Felipe just because he's rich and we kind of like know he's a snob, clearly a shithead. But he's like, um, I went to the I went to the club. I picked this lady. She gave me her number, and I I went home with her. And then I walk through the door and get hit in the back of the head with something. Mm. And I wake up, and the next thing I know, two f bombs oh, are sitting yeah. on me and holding me down. Yep. And then they really and then they say well, it Bill, over and Bill over Macy, again. He looks. He's like the police report says two homosexuals. He's like, like I said, two f slurs. F slurs. And then and then Bill Macy makes a point of writing down two f slurs. Yeah. And isn't it hinted at that he's gay? Uh, it is vaguely hinted at because later yes. the guy's like, "Why are all these pictures of a, a man in his apartment? Was like, was he a homosexual?" Yeah, and Matthew, like, I don't see what that has to do. Yeah, he's like, doesn't matter. Like, doesn't he matter. was my friend. Yeah, but yeah, it, that's in there. And that's, that's for like, that's for Greg Abbott to decide. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's in there because yeah, as you say, like as soon as he says that, like you already know he's the bad guy. But then it's like, well, he totally did it if he talks yeah. like that. Yeah, I was just gonna say I like the flashback uh, with the. That song, Kaminsky's Night Call, that's oh, yeah. also in Drive. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. yeah, that's in the beat, club. Beat Drive to it. Yeah. Great Excellent. song. That, sh- that song should be in every movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it should have been in a Charlie Brown Christmas. All right, new t-shirt. Kaminsky's Night Call should be in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> should have been in All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean. Let me tie it. Right at the end, Charlie. man. <laughs> Charlie. Uh, Charlie B. Barkin sings. <laughs> Charlie yeah. B. Barkin. You know what I'm afraid of now? Evil, pure evil. Jesus like you're supposed Christ. to be the sleaze bag. What is all right? It just shakes its. It just shakes its whole. What I thought was the premise of it so early. Yeah. To, and then it's just very bland to the rest of it. Yeah. It's competently made. Like it looks yeah. good. The acting's fine. You know. I think it's. It's. Uh, it's 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 definitely better than uh, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, but I enjoyed mm. Beyond a Reasonable Doubt more than this. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was kind of I wasn't expecting this to be great, but I was expecting it to be sort of delightfully adequate. Yeah, and Runaway Jury totally stole its thunder. Runaway Jury blows this out of the yeah, fucking Jury water. Was, uh, I like this better than Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, and I think I just <clears> liked everyone in it. It's and a I, little and bit I like better. Them yeah. Hanging out, yeah. Like I said, like but if there was more of that could have propelled it and if he was sleazier could have propelled it mm-hmm. a lot further mm-hmm. in my brain yeah but definitely Absolutely. solid for me at least all right well you should check out uh you should check out the the rainmaker emily i wrote it down yeah can, i think that can, you'd like that no we decided that that's we more can't of a really drama. do it on the show yeah, it's not yeah, really yeah. for the show but it it's really good and it has a lot of energy that i wish this had highly recommend and also oh, okay. it's 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 like um, a similar to uh, runaway jury where you can't fucking believe this cast yeah like it just cast. keep the cast is just insane yeah yeah, highly Keep recommend when you watch it for Roy Scheider's suit. You'll know it when you see it. All right. I've also like that's one of the movies, The Rainmaker, that I've recommended to lots of people, and mm-hmm. every time they're always they they thank it's me. Yeah, they it's, thank it's me. one of those things that like nobody, not a lot of people have seen it because they're like, what? I don't. Why would I watch that? And then you tell people, no, it's actually really good, and it is. Like it's that good where everyone okay. comes back and goes, like that was great. Yeah. Nice. They say thank you, Mister Vote. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking kissing your rings and shit. They kiss my ring. Uh, ratings. <sighs> I'm going to give this two and a half, Juds. I wish it had been a three, but I can't give it three. 
It just doesn't get there. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm going to give it half a Douglas for just the general sleazy vibe of Ryan Phillippe's character and hot Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it... Oh, gosh, I don't know. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 full tumblers of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Boys, he really loves that booze. Mm. <laughs> he just, like, so glugs it, booze. too. Like, I love it how he just goes, like, goop, and just tosses it all down. Yeah, I've seen that before. I can't even do that with water. Oh, my God, it's hard. Like, I'm just, I think it's just, I'm sure that's not booze that McConaughey's drinking. I think it's just amazing. It's like he, soda or something like that. He can do that yeah. anyways. But just I mean, take that amount of liquid down. I drink fast. a lot of whiskey. I'm yeah. a drunk. Oh, okay. So, like, <laughs> I'm I, drunk. I, I still can't do it like that. I can't shoot it. Like I'm, I'm a sipper, you know. It's a sipper. It I can th- shoot a little bit. I don't know if you, the, the listeners have ever had liquor before. It's it's a strong it's strong <laughs> flavor. Yeah, it we ha- a we have a notoriously sober audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bunch of teetotalers. What's wrong with you people? Exactly. Um. Yeah. So that's uh, how I come out. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to give it. Uh, I also have to give it. Two and a half Juds, but I probably enjoyed it more on like a one and a half Jud level. It just, it just, it just got so slow and like, it just didn't go anywhere. And and it didn't make good on its. Pr- I, th- I I don't know. I I don't know if I can hold it to be making a promise per se, because that's just sort of the movie that I thought it was. But I do feel like this movie's going like, wait till you see this sleazebag guy, you know, mm-hmm, sleaze mm-hmm, it up and mm-hmm. then come, yeah, you know really come around in the yeah. end. And it like it just that happened. The it, the the turn happened so much earlier, and I was yeah. just sort of like, so what do we have here? Um, yeah, but two and a, it's not it's a perfectly it's not perfectly cromulent. perfectly cromulent, I guess. Yeah, uh, I'll give it uh, yeah half a. Yeah, very very light on Douglases this whole episode. Uh, a half a Douglas because Marissa Tomei is hot. <laughs> and uh, boy, I'll give it. Um, Jesus Christ, what <laughs> what happens? What are you in this gonna movie? give it? Uh, ten out of ten dead dogs, I guess. Jesus Christ, yeah. Travis. <laughs> I choked. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it three Juds. Uh, I think I liked it a little bit more than you guys, uh, but I definitely could have liked it more. But I did like it a lot more than Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, which I give two and a half. So I'm giving it zero Douglases. I don't think anything was worthy of a Douglas for my personal Douglas scale. Hmm. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 guys lined up nuts to butts. Good job. <laughs> Hell yeah. We did it. Woo! We did it. Boy, yeah. Oh boy. We survived. Courts adjourned. <laughs> Our judgments have been rendered. Hmm. We are the law. I am the law. Uh, next time. Oh, this this is this has been building for the last couple episodes. Yeah. Because uh, we brought up one of the movies, one of the movies in this, and everybody's excited. And yeah. Has everybody wants us to, to do, do this. this one. Okay, so we're doing three forgotten buddy cop pieces of detritus. Mm-hmm. 1988's Shakedown oh. with Peter Weller and Sam Elliott, which Gonna is be. from the director of McBain and quite the film. Gonna be quite something. <laughs> Uh, 1989's Renegades with Kiefer Sutherland and Lou Diamond Phillips. I watched Ooh. this. I watched this last year around the same time I watched fun Shakedown. Movie, fun movie. And 19 or 1990's Downtown with Forrest Whitaker and Anthony Edwards. I like wow. the time period we're doing here too. Yeah, mm-hmm. this will be a little. Shit. So we don't have a title for this one yet. We're gonna workshop yet. that. Lots, there's lots of possibilities. There's lots of yeah, possibilities. We'll something. But that's our next episode. Shakedown. Shakedown is everybody Shakedown. watch Shakedown before we talk about it because it's it's a tr- truly glorious. It's kind truly of a bizarre. If you thought McBain was fun, 
Oh, oh God, boy. no! But Mc guys, truly, I thought McBain was boring. Well, I know you did. You yeah, might th- think this is I, boring too, though. I, you have to like this one. I understand why you didn't like McBain because it, it's really just a lot of the kind of the similar sort of yeah. action. But I did. Li- there's this thing parts is, McBain I really like. So. Yeah, uh, the shakedown is silly. It's okay. very silly. Okay. Yeah. It is nuts, and it's and it's more of a, um, the thr- a thriller than a action yeah. movie right, sort of okay. thing too. Uh, and yeah. it's got Sam Elliott and oh, fucking Peter Weller. Weller in it. Like yeah. two gravel, probably like gravelly, deep voice. There's only one way to find out. You guys have to listen to the next episode. Oh, you have to listen to the next episode. So and until that happens. Follow us on Patreon, Yes, where please. Kevin still lives. We just did Dread. Um, we we got, proved to you that he still existed on this episode. <laughs> That's right. We've got tons and tons and tons of, conte- uh, of content on there. It's going to be... Great. It's four fifty a month. I mean, come on. Stay tuned for Fuck You, It's Me, Rachel Weiss t-shirt information. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the one about forensics. Yeah. Those are the oh, those yeah. Rate us and review us on iTunes. Five stars only, please. Yeah. Really Follow us on all the shits. We love you. We'll be back. Until next time, the suspense is fucking killing us, guys. Bye. 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 There's something inside you It's hard to explain They're talking about you, boy But you're still the same